it's not very often we get heavy here on the trail show, but a good friend of ours passed away a couple weeks ago. William Wild Bill Clower passed away at the age 64. He was owner of the Leadville Hostel and a good friend of ours. For those of you who haven't heard the, the live show that we did last year, we were lucky enough to get Bill on the microphone for a while and kind of as a tribute to him. And if you haven't heard Bill, just listen to us for this next four or five minutes. And uh, this is to Wild Bill. We All have right. anyone else who would like to come up here and sit in the love oh, seat. Wild Bill! Wild Bill! Come on up, Bill. Here. Come on up sit here, man. next to me in the Wild love seat. Bill! The Leadville Hostel. Watch, watch that cord. Yeah, watch, watch that the cord. cords. We got You're old. We don't want you breaking bones. Hazards. Your hip or something. Pull, pull that, pull that right microphone in. right close to you. The yeah. famous Talk Wild right Bill. Talk right into the red dot. Talk to the red dot. That works. There you go. Yep. You know yeah. what you're doing. Well, I've done it a couple of times before, so it's okay. All right, this is Wild Bill from Leadville, Colorado, ladies and gentlemen. He runs the Leadville Hostel. Hopefully you all have stayed there before. If you haven't, you should. Wild well, Bill, what's your question tonight? Actually, I just wanted to say hi to you guys. I hadn't had a chance to talk to you too much. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, you take your shot where you can. Yeah. You know, well, nobody uh, else wants to come up here and talk to us, right? Yeah, yeah. Might yeah. as well. You know, and I, and I have uh, great respect for all of you, very much so. Oh, well, You're the only, one, of the the only one, one in this stoop. room. Stoop well, to that level. No, because I've watched you over the years, you know, and uh, y'all have always, always had uh, people that talked about y'all, even though you weren't there at my hostel. And oh, I, was gonna, I felt really uh, honored that, that, that uh, y'all had chosen to stay at my hostel one, a couple of times, and uh, y'all passed the love and the lore of the hostel to other places. Hmm. You know, in fact, I have a story. Oh, dear. Oh, we, we got go. a story here, everybody. Ready with disco, disco, Get cue that uh, music that you like to play. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Get it up. That's not really a Wild Bill Talk song. <laughs> no, no, but this is a story. <laughs> this is music Our licensing budget is slim. Do you want some yeah, blues? Yeah. Do you want some okay. blues? All right, here, here's a story. Uh, I had a hiker come through that just got off the PCT. Okay. And he said that he had heard about the Leadville Hostel. And I said, well, how did you hear about the Little Hostel? He said, well, I was on a PCT, and it was raining cats and dogs. Where about eight of us were sitting under this, this kind of a shelter kind of thing with a little fire in front of us. And one of the people there said, golly, this is really terrible. I wish I was at the Little Hostel. Wow. <laughs> and... Of the eight people, six had been to the Leadville Hostel. Oh, very wow. cool. So I was saying, wow, that's, that's, her, that's such a remarkable thing that I have come, uh, become a part of the hiking community. You that's know? right. And uh, even though I don't get a chance to do the long trails because I am so busy during the uh, sure. regular season, I still have a, a love for all the people who come in and uh, hear their stories and hear where they're going next and, and stuff. And I feel a part of it that way. And so, and I'm really, this is the first time I knew about y'all had a trail show. Oh, come on. We've been around two and a half years. <laughs> well, nobody told me. Wild Bill, where you been? Come on. I've been in Hot Leadville. Okay. <laughs> now, no, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the end of the world of, in it's true. that respect because uh, yeah. that kind of thing. But, you know, uh, I really do like what you're doing sometime, and I'd, I'd like to say uh, maybe the Level Hospital will sponsor a show one time. Oh. Like Very great. nice. I like so this I'd like, and uh, I've been real successful over these past years, and so I want to pass the, you know, the the gratitude of y'all, and uh, on by maybe you know working it out, maybe doing a show just from oh, us. We don't yeah. do 
We don't do any advertising anymore. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Because it's so hard to maybe, get into the hospital. Maybe we can do a show at the Leadville Hospital. I think so. Hey, Fantastic. I think so. I would definitely be in for that. All right. Well, we you just can, have to work out the You schedule. can expect to get an email from Legal at the Trail Show. Yeah, Look Legal at the that. Trail Show. And we will organize That's our legal show. department. We have a team of crack lawyers you, on you, the job of, of pertaining to our legal You know what I used affairs. to do, don't you? I have no idea. You know, I were you a lawyer? I was. You were. Oh, dear. oh you'll get, you'll get, you'll grow, you'll oh, get along great with our legal department. They're a bunch of crack lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are top notch. I can't wait. They just came from Manhattan. They just left their their high roll in Manhattan jobs. And maybe we need they, to have they Wild Bill here. retainer. They came out That's here. Right. Yeah, I think you should fire that screw and get me. <laughs> I like it. Uh, how about Wild Bill is our new uh, liaison? We could do that. that. Um, yeah. Teresa, can you put Wild Bill on the payroll? Because uh, she yeah, said yes. thanks. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it looks like a resounding yes. All That's great. Right. Wild Bill, you're on the Wild payroll. Bill, Consider everybody. yourself oh, Wild fired. Bill, ladies this and gentlemen. <laughs> Does this right, make me official Bill. now? Right. Yeah, as official yeah, as official. We're gonna yeah. do it. We're gonna so I can come up and talk to you about you know stuff whenever y'all get into the jam. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I know y'all do get in the jam every night. Oh, we do. It happens. I've seen it with my own eyes. Oh, yeah. All right, I think we have another question. So, Wild Bill, thank you so much for joining us. I'm pleased to join y'all, and I hope that that uh, y'all will keep on uh, hiking and getting the trees as often as possible. And That's Teresa will take your uh, your social security number and your proof of citizenship before you leave tonight, and she'll get you on the payroll. Okay. Well, that would be great. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Wild Bill. with benefits. Wild Bill, let's give it up for Wild Bill. It comes with, uh, yeah, retirement benefits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It's such a, such a trip to listen to that again and hear his voice and uh, – he was he was just one of the good guys. He was such a, a happy, happy, positive guy. He was having fun, just like we were. Yeah. yeah. That was nice. That was I, nice. I think he was a very large part of the trail community. I mean, a lot of people knew him, not just on the Colorado Continental Divide Trail, but a lot of people, as he said, did know about the Leadville Hostel. So he yeah. will be missed. And, uh, you know, hearts go out to Kathy as well, his wife of many years. And, and I think that Wild Bill is... The Leadville Hostel, I mean, part of the reason that it was so great was because of his personality. And, uh, you know, he really loved hikers. He wasn't just trying to make money off of people. He he was really into it. He's one of those non-hiker people that gets it. And those people, I feel, are few and far between. I always felt like when I stay at the hostel, it was like coming to my own living room. Yeah. Yeah, It it was was. like an annex of my own house. Yeah. And and a lot of that was because of him, you know. Absolutely. It's just so great. All right, folks, thanks for, for letting us talk about Wild Bill a little bit. Um, just so everyone knows, Level Hostel is still open, open for business. And uh, all you folks on the Colorado Trail and the Continental Divide Trail this year, please stop in, stay a night, and Wild Bill, you will be missed. Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no fiesta. It's the Trail Show. My God, Paulie. Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul Mags Magnanti. He's a fraud. And now from Mags' living room, it's the Trail Show. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, fun, the, the great thing about that is we finally fixed the intro to say Mag's Living Room, and we are not at Mag's Living Room tonight. 
Um, we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, we are live from Wheat Ridge, Colorado tonight at our Denver studios. Uh, the Bobby, still Bobby Walter Studios at, at Casa Sweet Ridge. I don't know what, how to you say You know, it. it's no matter where we go, it's always <laughs> the Bobby Walter Studios. That's right, yeah. that's right. And you are listening to The Trail Show. We are heard worldwide on iTunes, Stitcher, and at thetrailshow.com. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, and your hiking partners about The Trail Show. It is June 29th. We are glad you've joined us. You could have picked any podcast on the web, and you are here instead. Very good choice. Today's broadcast of The Trail Show is sponsored by the Continental Divide Trail Coalition, a 501c3 national nonprofit organization formed by passionate members of the trail community working to be the leading voice in advocacy, stewardship, and protection for the Continental Divide Trail. CDTC invites you to visit their website at www.continentaldividetrail.org to learn more about how you may support, participate, and share their campaign and efforts. We hope you'll support the CDT because, in the words of POD, if not now, when? And if not us, then who? I think somebody else said that before me. I think Gandhi may have said <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. We have a big announcement to make. Ooh. The trail show passed a big milestone earlier this month. Ladies and gentlemen, the show has been downloaded 200,000 times. Woo! That's a fifth of a million. One fifth of one million? And how many beers have we drank in those? That's a good question. One-eighth of one million. All right. No, I think a little less than that. (laughs) All right, we've got a gigante show this month. Oh, well played, sir. Mags, what is on the docket for today? Well, we have trail news. We have a trail of the month that you really get to soak in and learn all about it. Do you see what I did there? I I like it. I I did. Thank you. iTunes top five. Uh, Trips from the past month. We have a trail tip. We have our mailbag, our shout-outs for our, both our beer and bandwidth sponsors. We have a excellent, excellent movie we're going to review. Uh, we post a little clip of it on our Facebook site. And, of course, we're going to have um, all kinds of tips and mailbags for Mr. Dilo and our usual gear review. Very cool. Very cool. We've got an action-packed show. Can't wait to talk about the Mags Media Musings for this month. That was one of the better ones we've seen in a while. And I know Dilo has a lot to say about it. I do. Okay, very, I can't wait. But before we get into all that. Very excited. We need to get into Mike Mike, Mike DiLorenzo's DiLorenzo's beer beer of the month. Okay, Mike, what are we drinking tonight? I have no idea. <laughs> there's a bag, there's a brown bag of beer from Wisconsin that was delivered by Pack Mule to POD. I think Actually, she, it was delivered by person, she by rendez- truck. Didn't you rendezvous with this person? I did. So uh, it's the, the Colorado list- State Line, right? That's correct. Yeah, Kansas-Colorado uh, State Line. So this beer is from uh, John Miller. He's a listener, and he is from Wisconsin, and we have a bunch of different Wisconsin beers to drink. And in fact, someone else... Mentioned today that some of the beer that we're drinking is from New Glarus, which is right Ooh. by the uh, Ice, Age Ice Age Trail. Wow. So, and his words were, it's right by the Ice Age Trail. I didn't go there because I'm a fool or something like that. So, huh. anyway, we started with the, uh, the cherry beer, which, by the way, was like so super secret reserve. And tart. Yeah, so, that was, it didn't even taste like beer. It tasted like sparkling beverage. It was delicious. I'm also supposed to thank Jen and Andy because. They actually ordered a case of these bombers, and he took one of theirs and gave it to me. Hey, now. So, thanks, guys. You didn't know you were going to donate, but you did. Thanks, Jen and and uh, What else? We have the Grumpy Troll and... The Grumpy Troll is a very nice, crisp, clear lager. It's tasty. Very tasty, yeah. A good lager is hard to make. 
Yeah. So anyway, we're going to be drinking a bunch of different. Uh, there's a few Wisconsin Belgians beers. in there that I got. Do my we eye have on. any cheese flavored beers from Wisconsin? There should be. Yeah. Or but maybe some with curds in them. Yeah. Wouldn't that be far <laughs> out? Cheese, cheese curd, curd beer. beer? Wouldn't that be, be amazing? That'd be yeah. A lot of sediment in those curd yeah. beers, I hear. Oh, so thank you, John Miller. Thanks for driving all that beer out. And um, I can't wait to get into the rest of this we're, bag. We're liking it so far. That's right. Mr. Paul Mags Mignanti. Mags, take it away. All right. Short and sweet this month. Uh, there's a bear attack in the Smokies. A now, wait a, a minute. A beer attack or a bear attack? Bear. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> the, the smoky type. I think okay. there's a beer attack in this room. Yeah. There will be later. It's ongoing. But yes, uh, the B-E-A-R bear took a Ohio teen from his hammock. While he what? was sleeping. Yes. Did it kill oh, him? Oh, my god! No, but oh. the teenager had to go to the hospital, and they uh, euthanized the bear, but it was a wrong one. Oh. They euthanized the wrong bear? Yes. What? Okay, so... Yes. Well, I guess they're kind of hard to tell apart, right? Well, they did DNA <laughs> They put them in a lineup? Uh, they all look the same. <laughs> no, not all bears look the same. That's a, tor- that's a terrible... That's gender. species. That's a very yeah. racist. That's species. <laughs> that's totally racist, dude. Okay, I'm if sorry. If there was a bear in this room, he would just be so offended that you said that. I retract, you know, I retract Smokey, the statement. Smokey has a word to say with you. Yeah. As we discussed, you know, our Woodsy versus Smokey debate. Smokey's yeah. kind of creepy looking. Yeah, it's true. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Woodsy's cute. So what what happened to the to the teenager? He was, um, at least a picture of him, he was in the hospital, he was all banged up, and his father kind of... Kind of, I want to say, fought the bear up, but scared it away. And tried. oh my gosh, yes. what a dad! What, what a, a nightmare! Yeah. What a nightmare! Yeah. And a hammock. So you know, I guess it was like a pinata or something. I don't know. Oh, oh Mags, a human I, pinata. I had, I had <laughs> that's a terrible. Image. So all, yeah. all you hammock campers out there, take note of what Mags just said. That's right. <laughs> you're kind of a sitting duck in a hammock, right. right? I mean, let's face it. Why, yeah, why aren't in you? A tent, you're not a sitting. Yeah, exactly. Duck. You're not a sitting. Yeah, duck absolutely not. No, you're not. You're more of a lying down duck. Yeah. yeah. You're like a dead duck in a tent versus a sitting duck in a hammock. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. What's I, the next news item? All right. Next news items. <laughs> well, it's that time of the year, so you know it's going to happen sooner or later. Wildfire, Pacific Crest Trail. Okay. Well, so what happened this time? Bridgeport. Wenatchee. Yeah. Well, that, there's actually... Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> actually. Okay. Uh, it's, it's more... We can go into the details, but... It's almost not news anymore. It's like saying it's raining out. Yeah. And well, Pacific Northwest would love it if it was raining out. That's part of the problem. It's a little hot and dry yeah. there, apparently. Well, actually, what I had heard was that the Pacific Northwest, you know, not Oregon and, and Washington, had average amounts of of precipitation this year. It just didn't fall as snow. Yes. Mm. And as a result, uh, it's yeah. gone faster. It didn't melt off slowly. It all evaporated. That's what I had heard. Good grief. I have yeah. no facts to back that up. Somebody just said that to me walking down the street. <laughs> well, just shout it out. Pretty yeah. typical. Hey, buddy, did you know that the Pacific Crest, Northwest <laughs> Crest, had just as much rain as they normally did, but it just fell as rain, not snow? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, kind of a pseudo Brooklyn accent. So, so there's a guy from Brooklyn who lives in Portland, Oregon. And he kind of got a lot of the facts mixed up, too. I had to kind of stop and ask him and be like, you just said it rained as much as it normally rains, but yeah. it just fell as rain. Can you elaborate on that? Oh, my gosh. Wow, this yeah. is a quandary. It was heavy, man. This is anyway, heavy. moving on. Well, moving on, this Mr. Is so, so this was not a news item, more of a surprise to me. Someone wrote me, said, oh, I want to find out about backpacking on Rocky Mountain. Okay, blah, 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 blah. He wrote me back. 
Did you know you can't use alcohol stoves in Rocky Mountain National Park? I'm like, what? That's news to me. Hmm. And, and, and I actually wrote them myself. I was just curious. Not that I doubted the guy, but I like to see it in writing. Yeah. Sure enough, they uh, don't want any stove unless it has an on-off valve. And couple that with now mandatory bear canisters in the backcountry. That's Rocky been Mountain. there for a little over five years now anyway. but um, Really? Uh, there was an incident <laughs> in Rocky Mountain um, uh, whoops. probably close to a decade now where, okay. where someone was actually killed in the park by a black bear. In oh. in Rocky Mountain, yes, and they were oh. using all the bear precautions. They weren't. Oh wow! So, and we were discussing this before we started taping. Uh, each individual park superintendent has a lot of control over what's allowed, and not allowed in their park. Right. Hence the reason Denali allows ursacs with grizzlies. <laughs> with grizzlies, but in Rocky Mountain, you got to have bear canisters. And, and while some some um, you know, and it goes with all the fires. They're very gun shy now about homemade equipment, stuff that's not made yeah. in a factory. What's not? It's debatable if one stove is more dangerous than another. That's another discussion. But yeah. the point is, they're getting very gun shy of all these bear incidences now and yeah. fires, and it's just showing we're getting much more regulated in the backcountry. I yeah. guess it's more. I was just surprised when he said that. Yeah, I'm sure. I, and if I wrote the ranger office myself, and it's yep, I've kind of changed my tune on soda can stoves I, it's so easy to kick them over and and i've seen the results of that happening multiple times now and the most well-intentioned hikers with thousands of miles under their belt can still easily kick over a cat food can stove yeah. that's lit and there's once you kick it that's it there's no going there's no erasing that you know yeah i think something like you know it's the cool wet new england autumn or let's something like yeah. that it works beautifully but how many instances we've seen yeah. of alcohol stoves in California yeah. in the past few years. And or Dilo's backyard. It's okay to kick over something there, I hear. Dilo, do you... Nothing? Dilo, are you there? I, no, I was asleep. What's going on? Dilo, are you okay? You're talking about my backyard? My backyard. I can tell he was sleeping because anyway. I can hear the nose whistling My backyard start. is awesome. So I don't know if that's <laughs> so a, new, awesome. a news item. It's just, again, more of a trend I'm seeing. Okay, yeah. Just And our last item happened very recently. Especially all the uh, CDT hikers now coming through the Colorado high country. Yeah. yeah. There was that lightning strike in Bearstat, which is a 14er. Yeah. Just heard about 16 that. 16 people, I'm sorry, 15 people were injured. Wow. And sadly, a dog died yeah. as well. Huh. So to all our CDT, now soon to be Colorado trail hikers as well, just be very safe yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. I guess I heard that, that those people were injured 500 feet below the summit. It wasn't even a summit hit. It was 1130 in the morning, too. Yeah. Wow, so early. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So just to pay attention. Yeah, I feel like there's been a lot more lightning this year yeah. than I than years past, don't you think? I was actually in a pretty severe lightning storm last Wednesday evening where I was mountain biking. There was oh, yeah? lots of people out on the trail. And everybody basically stopped because there was so much lightning around. We were all stopped in the trees and everybody walked away from their bikes and separated from each other and just kind of... Hung out for 20, 30 minutes until the yeah. lightning strike stops. Hmm. So. We actually bailed, Mark, our buddy Mark and I, we bailed on a hike we were going to do to Chasm last Lake. One, last Wednesday night. Because so we've yeah. been doing after work yeah. hikes. So we're going to go to Chasm Lake um, below the summit. That's Long's pretty Creek. exposed. Yeah, and yeah. We're, we're waiting in the car. Oh, you know, typical caller afternoon. Oh, it's just passing. Uh, yeah. no. Two hours later, yeah. still in the car. The windows are fogged up. <laughs> and you're too drunk I mean, to just drive from home. Breathing. <laughs> <laughs> then it's a real problem. Alrighty then. We just went to Lions and drank beer instead. <laughs> All right, there it is. Wait a minute, Dilo. We ha- Dilo. We have a, a breaking news. Breaking item. news. I, 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 I. Okay, we'll just. 
breaking news item. Okay. <laughs> Mike DiLorenzo with a breaking news item. I just want to talk about here what's an amazing place to spend your summer in Colorado that's just come onto my radar. It's called Canna Camp. Canna Camp is a 170-acre slice of heaven. We encourage you to first... <laughs> Enjoy firsthand this awe-inspiring vistas, relaxation, and unpretentious hospitality of our secluded mountain resort. It's basically a bud and breakfast right here in Colorado. Oh. The first of its kind. Is there actual camping that can be done? No, no, yes. no, no, no. Is there? Yes, camping. Oh. They have cabins. They have tent platforms. They have swimming pools. They have but fires. But it is glamour. I mean, it is expensive. I looked yeah. at the lodging options on that, and it is... Cannabis oh, paired on trays, man. Cannabis yeah, paired on trays. Glam- <laughs> it's glamping. It's, well, <laughs> it's glamping if you set up a tent, but their their cabins are super nice. Wow, probably and nice. And super like. fancy meals. And yeah. Canna Camp is more than a place. It's a feeling that you won't soon forget and in a rare experience you can't afford to miss. Or can't, can't afford, period. <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> Sounds afford it. Didn't one of our listeners post info about this on our Facebook page or I think somewhere? It was, I think it was Bernard Wolf. Was it Bernie Wolf? <laughs> Goombi. No, throw him under the bus. It was not for So where in Colorado is Canna Camp? Is it out near Aspen area? I think it's out towards Can- Kansas. Oh, it's out east? No, it's not. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. <laughs> Southeast corner of the state. You know, on that Kansas-Texas line. <laughs> I was actually there this month. Uh, oh. Out east? Yeah. All right, we'll get to it in Jumping trip Jumping ahead in the schedule. All right, let's give our good friend Arizona a call. He's Wait, gonna... I have a news item. Oh, okay. Wow. Wait, We're... can cue the music? I... No, this isn't breaking news. No, okay. it doesn't matter. It's this, is, this is a listener write-in, but it's about the news. Okay? Okay. Okay. This is from the Noodleheads, who are currently in Iceland. With Squatch. Okay. Not sure what it takes to make the trail show news, but perhaps this is quirky enough. <laughs> Just tried a fancy-looking Icelandic chocolate that no sh- had giant corn nuts in it. It was good in a way that's wrong, like Funyuns. Halfway through the bar, you become uneasy with yourself and your choices that led you to this moment. At the same time, I found myself craving my next square, wrong and right. You know what I mean? Wait a minute. Wait, corn right? nuts, chocolate-covered corn nuts. Yeah. What is that? It's like it's Icelandic, apparently. It's like gummy bears wrapped. It's like uh, gummy bears wrapped around your caffeine pills. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's entirely and different. I don't wrap Dilo. them around and chomp Please. on them. Oh, I okay. put them together now. That's what I do. That's kind of how I spend my Saturdays. <laughs> I have like you know no dose. I, I slice open my gummy bears <laughs> and Saturday. pop a no dose in there. This is for on trail, Dilo. This wasn't just for, you know, I, I casual use around your house. Like in about it, three hours, I'm just like running in circles in my living room. It's awesome. That, you guys got to try it. Oh my gosh. All right, let's call Zoner. Get the music. What do you guys say? Yeah, he's ready. I just texted him. All right, we'll give him a call. We might even uh, play a prank on him. This is the gummy bear factory. Did you order a lot of gummy bears? I hope he's home. We have a truck of gummy bears. Calling California. In front of your house. And you know, he and I did it. Oh. Zoner. Ah, blessings. Hey, what's up, man? It's POD, D-Lo, and Mags from The Trail Show. How are you doing? In the place to be. Much love. Very good. Zoner. Zoner, Zoner, man. We are so stoked to have you on the show tonight. We want to learn all about the Hot Springs Trail. D'Lo's got a million questions. I've got a few questions, and we're just stoked to have you. By the way, where are you, are you out in Oregon or California these days? 
Yeah, I'm on the PCT, but I live on the PCT, Ashland, Oregon, little trail town. Yeah, man. We know Stop Ashland. If you're, if you're in the place, shopping cart. There's got some, all the snacks for the resupply. There's some good breweries out in Ashland, too, from what I hear. Yeah, you know, we're the first brewery to put it into a can because they don't allow glass on the river. So. Oh, uh, really? Yep. I didn't but know that. It also works for the trail because, you know, cans are a lot lighter than those bottles. That's right. It's a way to lighten up your your pack weight, right? But you, you you can't defend yourself from a bear that's charging you with a can. You need a bottle. No. Yeah. <laughs> you need a bottle. Actually, it's psychological. You grab the can and then you crush it against your forehead, and the bear <laughs> they always run away. Oh yeah, actually, that's that's kind of how you defend yourself from most bear attacks. It's you you bluff, you out bluff the bear. That's right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, go go ahead, Zoner. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say it works. It works hitchhiking too sometimes because. You know, people, they uh, oh. they don't understand the hikers. Oh, that's true, dude. Every time <laughs> I've been standing on the road drinking like six beers waiting for a ride and I start smashing them on my head, people just start pulling over like instantly to give me a ride. <laughs> yeah, they say, yeah. where's your car? Where did you walk from? What do you mean, Mexico? <laughs> I just smash it on my head and they say, oh, okay, and now I understand. <laughs> but are the cars that try to pick you up, do they usually have flashing red and blue lights? <laughs> Well, you know, they usually have the cooler in the back, so then they say, wow, looks like you need a refill. <laughs> there you go. I love it. So, Zoder, we want to talk to you about this newly minted trail, the Hot Springs Trail. We've got a copy of your guidebook here in the studio. We've been passing around, taking a look at it. It's phenomenal. We've been taking notes. We've been taking notes on your guidebook. So let's, just for our listeners, let's, let's do some basics here. Where does the trail start and finish? Um, so Santa Barbara, right on the beach, and a uh, beautiful place, paradise, within a, just a few miles, you're at your first hot spring, and then it goes all the way up to Canada. It actually follows the Ring of Fire, Ooh. right on that, that crest, and you wind up at a beautiful waterfall. It's a lagoon. Yeah, that one's a cold soak. That one's not a hot spring, but okay. it's um, right on the Canadian border in a cedar forest, old growth, oh. just fantastic um, paradox wow. to, the, to the trail. Sounds like an amazing place to finish. I'm curious, how did you pick Santa Barbara as the uh, the southern terminus? Well, as the designer, you know, I was just looking for epic. I was looking for the most epic of of the journey while looking for the hot springs. And so that ring of fire is really a, a unique geological feature, and, and that's where it goes. So it really just picked itself. It was the good resupply. It's got the hostel. Um, you know, the trail really just laid itself out, and that's where where it, it was born. I How got many it. hot springs does it go through or by? Um, if you look at the individual areas, it's 82 areas. But, you know, a lot of these areas have, you know, upwards of 15 different Whoa. hot spring pools or different areas. Wow. Um, there's a few unnamed ones. I discovered a couple ones. They, they were discovered, but they're not in the typical hot spring guidebooks. There's right, seven. right seven hot springs that are on the hot springs trail that you won't find in the hot the normal hot springs guidebooks because they're the real deep wilderness ones that yeah that really right. nobody had been to and, and how they, many, were, they were wild when i got there and how many uh miles is the trail from start to finish um 2390 so oh, okay. it, it's it's longer than the at probably a little wilder than the cdt <laughs> yeah i yeah. can imagine has anyone hiked the hot springs trail no, I just really published the book this year. I, I haven't even hiked it in, in as a through hike. I've hiked it in sections, the major sections, but it's a brand new trail. It's fresh. 
Wow. And uh, they're still, the pools are empty. So that means all of the speed records, fastest known times, <laughs> youngest known times, <laughs> oldest yeah, known times, solo known times. The first, claim, the first times. claim purist yeah, is uh, up yeah. for grabs. Everything is up for grabs. Oh my God, listeners, are you hearing this? You know, all of the KTs are available on the Hot Springs Trail. Or the right LKS, now. longest known soak. Ooh. Longest known soak. Whoa. I like that. Oh my gosh, I like Whoa. that too. I might have you. I might have the record on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's like three days, man. You better pack an extra resupply. <laughs> oh man, this trail sounds amazing. So we, you and I were talking a little bit earlier today off the air about you. You kind of talk about this hike is. A lot of you know two thousand plus mile hikes will slowly kind of beat you down and break you down over the course of the journey. But you were kind of saying this hike should be one that you're actually in 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 a better place and in better shape after you get done because you've had so many opportunities to soak in hot springs. That and the way that I designed it, it's not the most direct route, but it does follow. Um, a corridor and there's a uh, health food stores it's the west coast um, you're, you're eating from the farmers markets and the 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 good uh, the good produce is in the guidebook where to get all that stuff and yeah it the season's a little bit longer because you can start in southern california in march and and nowadays you can end in idaho and almost into late october and still be fine Wow. And so it really, even though it's 2,400 miles almost, it has a long, a good six-month season to it. So Okay. And what states does it go through? It goes through California, which has more um, national parks and wilderness areas than any other state. So there's a lot of parks and, and, and wilderness areas you visit there. Okay. And then it goes through Nevada, which um, has the most mountain ranges uh, of any state of the lower 48. So. Yeah. You're, you're on a lot of mountain ranges. <laughs> and so, then it goes through Idaho, which has the most hot springs of any state. And so, Really? Idaho yeah. does? Yeah, and that's really what the trail is all about is, um, is parks, good zones, yeah. you know, therapeutic kind of places, um, mountains, epic scenery, and um, hot springs. And then, wow. and then really, really good resupply towns. Uh, are, there, are there any what's, – what's the permit situation? Only in the High Sierra. Okay. You know, okay. Yeah. The national parks. Kings it goes Canyon, through Kings Canyon. Yeah. Sequoia, and then and then the the um, the Devil's Post pile. Okay. Ah, yes. Those places require the national park permits, but everywhere else is wilderness area, or national forest, and and at this point you don't need any other permits. That's good. It, it is all public right away. I designed it so that um, it's real free. Um, to go, there's no, there's no um, public um, block offs, no roadblocks. Right. Any, tr- yeah, yeah. any trespassing? No, it has a really Damn. smooth flow. Yeah, <laughs> Dilo loves trespassing. Dilo, Dilo, good actually. I mean, it has it yeah. has some public easements that it's on. Yeah, there's definitely places in the guidebook where it says don't camp here because if you're off the road, you will be trespassing. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So you could but trespass those are if you want to. Usually close to town. You know how it is. It's yeah, just, for sure. Just, I, I just want a little bit more adventure, man. I mean, what all that you've said so far just sounds so like placid and beautiful and nice. I, I want like a little bit of a hair raising. You want to live on the edge? Yeah, I want to live on the edge, man. Well, so as long as that opportunity is there too, I think it's a good trail for me. Well, if you're a purist, um, it, it does have some challenges as far as waterless areas, as far as crossing. Oh yeah, I was okay. going to ask about that. What What are the water stretches? What are the water carries? 
Um, those are mostly in the basins in Nevada. So there is, you know, I, I'm not sure the biggest one. I think it's almost 60 miles if you're <laughs> wow. Oh, but it's whoa. flat. It's flat, yeah, right? I mean, that's not too bad. It's flat though, right? <laughs> and, and that's if you're a purist. That particular one, you could hitch it. And I actually do kind of recommend that people hitch that. Yeah. And that's, like I said, in Nevada when you're crossing one of the basins. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could, if you're a purist, kind of be off of the road there but it would just you would just be paralleling the road well and you could just flag people down and ask them for water i guess and then you know walk the whole thing start smashing beer cans on that's head, right. i mean because you know you're hitting a 60 mile waterless stretch you're going to carry some beer for that right <laughs> i mean yeah i just carry a couple liters for the evening and then i do a 30 and then i wake up and i do a 30 carry a couple liters so maybe you know that, you I make it sound beer. easy zoner yeah you know i'll carry like a gallon <laughs> Of beer or water? Water. Beer, obviously. Yeah, dude. You carry thirty a gallon of beer for that sixty mile waterless stretch, right? Oh man, Mags, please. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, uh, besides the sixty mile waterless stretches where you're crushing cans and the hot springs, what are some other scenic highlights of the trail? Definitely the cross country, the ridge riding Ooh, in yeah. Nevada. So that's kind of the, um, the 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 paradox to that is the basins are crossed, and then you hit these ranges where. It's national forest. It's essentially trailless, and you're on your own, and you're just riding the peak of the range. And these can last upwards of 30, 40 miles. Oh, wow. And wow. those those sections are more epic than any of the other hikes that I've done. And the interesting thing is about the Hot Springs Trail is it began with Nevada. Yeah. I was actually I was on the Hayduke Trail in 2009. I was in a cave. It was snowing. I was in uh, uh, Deep Canyon. Whoa. And I was sitting there just, you know, drinking my smoothie. Yeah. You know, big up amazing grass. And um, nice, nice. I just had this epiphany, you know, just the superfood epiphany just hit me that Nevada is the only state in the West that doesn't have a scenic trail running through it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I know I knew already of so many amazing places in Nevada that I just went to check it out for myself. So in 2012, I hiked that. And when I just had. After the journey that I had, I, I knew I had to publish the trail. Really began from there, and so I finished the rest of the pieces. I've been working on publishing the book. It took me about a year to do that. Dude, that so, book's incredible. I can't believe it just took you a year to make it. Well, it, it's, it's 100% self-published. It's the, it's I the know. Real, that's the amazing part. It was published on the trail, literally. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, Taking copious of, notes. Yeah, in the back of the library and that kind of stuff, you know, as I went. I think there was a section that intrigues me most is kind of that basin and range country in Nevada because that's, uh, that's some really remote country, man. And, and those ranges yeah. all, if you look at a map, a, a relief map in Nevada, you just look at those ranges and they just, you know, it's just one after another north. They all kind of run north and from, you know, north to south. Mm-hmm. And, and you just look at that and you're like, wow, that's, there's some wildness well, out there. Yeah. You know, 11,000, 12,000 foot peaks. Just. And so a lot of that stuff is trailless through Nevada. Is that correct? Yes, and there's there's two major sections where there's some national scenic trail. So the Toyabi Crest Trail. Yeah, Toyabi. A sleeper, man. Nobody knows about that one, but holy smokes, that one's on the range. And you see parallax. When you're hiking, the, 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 the mountain ranges are parallaxing against each other on the horizon. And it's phenomenal to witness, especially over a 20-mile day. And then there's, there's also the Ruby Crest Trail, which is, which is world-class. And that section is um, 40 miles, so it's a good chunk. It goes through a wilderness area, 
and that's um you know i call it a high sierra echo because when you're up there it feels just like being you know on the jmt or something like that huh. it's, it's fabulous just a lot less people i imagine oh yeah yeah there's more species of animals that you'll see than how many people you'll see yeah that's awesome zoner does it get anywhere near the great basin national park does the route no come? okay it goes around. No, it, it crosses the state more like a sash. Totally misses that lower pyramid where all the real nasty stuff is. Right and Nevada's on. actually not too bad. There's a lot of microclimates. I kind of come in and out of drainages using the route. And so the water situation really isn't too bad. It's easy to move across the valleys if you're, if you're timing you, you know, your, 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 your movement right. Yeah. And, um, and it's a pleasure to hike across there. And it's really beautiful skies. And it's peaceful. And it's quiet. And it's a challenge. And... The animals are your guide. I'm curious how much of the Hot Springs Trail coincides with the Idaho Centennial Trail once it gets up into Idaho. Does it overlap at all? Yeah, maybe only about 40%, though. Okay. Actually, it kind of zigs and zags out around it. At one point, you're actually going south on the the Idaho Centennial Trail again. It's like a rewind. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> So that there's a lot of hot springs in Idaho. It's there's uh, over 50 that this trail hits. Whoa! And there's a bunch that are nearby, and there's there's two pack raft options. I'm gonna be updating oh. the book here coming soon. Oh wow! Pack, two amazing pack raft options that both add additional hot springs, and those are gonna be um, down the Bruno River and then down the middle fork of the Salmon River. Uh, hmm. Incredible! I, it sounds like you could almost hit a hot springs a day while you're in Idaho. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you can hit about seven or eight in a day. Wow. <laughs> but that, then there's other times where you don't hit as many. I mean, it's the hot springs yeah. are, are, are diverse. So that's the thing about the therapy is that, you know, you want uh, things in moderation. So there's some times where you're going to be going, you know, four or five days and you're going to be really pushing hard. And then you're going to hit an area and you're going to be able to take a few days off. And there's going to be a town nearby. There'll be a bunch of hot springs, good camping, you know, chill out for a few days, recover. And then... You know, go climb a mountain. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Well, I, I just wanted to interject here. So, Disco and I met Zoner on the PCT back in 2008. Yeah. Um, and um, so, the cool thing about Zoner is that he's not just come up with this new trail, but he's also doing this whole kind of holistic whole food rejuvenation around hiking and um i put a link up on facebook so zona you've created your own youtube channel where you have all these cool nutritional videos right it's called the whole food hiker is that what it's called yes yes uh, yeah i am a certified nutritionist and um uh, it's uh it's an amazing journey you know food is the number one topic on trail and for me it's a, a big powerful it's the fuel for the car so you know yeah we're, we're into the science of of adventure we're trying to you know, we're trying to make those 60-mile waterless is easy to attain. And so if you're hydrated, you know, you're healthy, your systems are all working, then you can do what, like what I do and just carry a gallon, do a couple 30s, and it's really not a problem. Man, I, I wish it was – maybe if I start eating a little bit better, it'll, it'll become that easy for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so uh, we'll, I'll post a link uh, as well to, just for our listeners to be able to go to your – youtube channel and, and watch some of those videos and uh it's really cool there's there's a lot of how-to videos and i was actually inspired i bought our first jar of uh spirulina powder Ooh, the other day wow, so fantastic yeah wow. so you know a little, a little improvement here and there 
That's awesome. I, I dip my Cheetos in it, and it's delicious. <laughs> P.O.D., did I tell you I had kale for dinner tonight? Yes. Yeah. It was bacon fat? Yeah, fried and bacon fat. Delicious. Hey, Zoner, <laughs> the, the website's wholefoodhiker.com, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, that's what I thought. And, and if folks want to get more information about the Hot Springs Trail, get a link to your YouTube channel, or get some information on eating healthy on the trail, they can go to wholefoodhiker.com, correct? Yeah, yeah, that is designed to be the central hub along with this trail. It's, um, you know, these technologies you can apply to other hikes. You can also apply them to other areas in your life. And so I tell you, Disco, of all the long trails that I've done, I've got, you know, 10,000, which is nothing nothing compared to you guys, you know, 10,000 miles. But, but still, those journeys were much easier than the journey to publish that book. To sit on the typewriter, <laughs> sit yes. on the computer and actually publish that guidebook was a much more difficult type of endurance. And <laughs> I can attest to the, the uh, nutritional piece, not because I have great nutrition on trail, but... I would say of all the people I've ever met on trail, Zoner is probably the most positive person well, I've ever met. And, and he eats the best of anyone right. I've ever met on trail, hands down. That's right. So, Does the Hot Springs Trail Guidebook there cover uh, nutrition? It does. You said it did, right? No. Not, not necessarily. necessarily. It's, no, it's all about the trail. But if you go to the Whole Food Hiker, you'll be exposed to it because the videos are there. And, it, yeah. and it's really kind of designed to be a different look. It's a holistic nutrition is really holistic and 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 you you guys know about through hiking so it's not just about your gear it's about your philosophy it's also about you know the way you set up your logistics and things like that and so food is really the same thing you want to have a plan you want to have a strategy you also want to be flexible and you kind of just want to go with the flow most of the time Well Zoner man thank you so much for uh talking to the Trail Show Nation tonight about the Hot Springs Trail um, folks can go check more info out at wholefoodhiker.com. And Zoner, real quick for Trail Show Nation, what is the mantra? It's eat the fruit, plant the seed, live long, and snack on. All right, dude. Thanks it. so much, Zoner. We'll catch you later, bro. Yeah, but we crack one too every now and again, though. So cheers there you to go. you guys. <laughs> All, right, All right. Thanks, Zoner. Have a good one. Thanks, Zoner. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen, the Whole Food Hiker, a.k.a. Area Zoner. Man, this guy, he's got all kind of stuff going on. And during the breaks on tonight's show, you're going to hear some of Zoner's music. Yeah, it's incredible. Also a musician. A multi-talented quadruple threat. He's unbelievable, man. And and he was a blast to hike with in 08 on the PCT. And we actually got to hike with him into Ashland and hang at his house for a couple days. And kind of get to see his whole world. And I'm telling you, man, that when that dude would open up a mail drop full of food... We would incredible. just sit there and, and we'd just drool and be like, how? Like, you know, I'm over here eating laced potato chips and right. some ramen noodles and Zoner's pulling out like organic goji beans and some freaking bee pollen and some, and it's, oh, yeah. it's, it was almost all raw, all organic. And that dude could lay down some miles. Yeah. We should have asked him his saying about the cheetah and the, uh, oh yeah, the lion, the lion and the cheetah. We'll, we'll get that next time. Anyway, we got to go to break when we come back. We'll get back into, uh, I don't know. We got some beers to crack and some other stuff to get into. We'll be back in a moment.
grab a brew. The Trail Show is back. You are listening to The Trail Show, and we're heard on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. That break music you just heard was from tonight's guest, the Whole Food Hiker. Check out all his music available at wholefoodhiker.com. Thanks, Area zoning. All right. We got a few iTunes reviews this month. We got an interesting one that I think may have been written by someone in this room. Oh. We shall see. Hmm. <clears throat> and it starts right out of the gate here. Okay. Some runner dude says, your drivel is all right. Five stars. This one's a bit long, so bear with me. Oh, God. That's definitely d Hey, I'm that guy running on the trails that thinks he's pretty cool. Sometimes I'll walk for a bit when I'm out on a 50-mile training run, but you can be sure I'll start running when I'm inside of you silly hikers. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I can. And if the single track chokes down a bit, I barely break stride as I scoot by throwing in a good-natured shoulder check. A <laughs> good-natured shoulder check. Frequently on my... Out of my way, hiker clock. <laughs> Why are you hiking so slow? Bam! Ah. Frequently on my long forays into the high country, I'll chiba up, as any respectable Coloradoite should, and tune out the world by listening to your silly drivel. Yeah, I might even laugh, but the joke's on you, because I, <laughs> I, I go out with a pack weight of two ounces. Half of that's green. <laughs> While all y'all toil under 10-pound loads, mucking about like a llama in heat. What? Anywho, keep it nasty, and I'll keep taking you along and tipping my brew at the end of my run for the hikers I left behind. Wow, that was great. D-Lo, wow. do you, do you write I that? did not write D-Lo's. that. You always come on, man. Job. I seriously did you not write that. You can come clean. You can Dude, come clean. I did not write that. Okay. I really didn't. All right, moving on. I wish I did, because that was brilliant. It was brilliant. (laughs) Siskiyou Daniel says, the greatest, five stars. Fantastic podcast. I've made it through the first 24 episodes in the last couple of weeks. Great listening on the morning ride to the trailhead. Caution. This podcast can lead to an increased desire to get on a trail and or drink craft beer. In extreme cases, one may be tempted to forsake the real world and begin a through hike. A great podcast full of humor and wisdom, and its fair share of nonsense. Thank you. Nice. Wow. Well, thank you, Siskiyou Dan- Daniel. Right. Keep listening. Moving right on to Microzen says, best hiking <laughs> vacation resource, five stars. You oh. folks continue to rock even though your lives have turned from carefree summers off from school into careers, houses, kids, and lawn care. so so you are stuck Uh, with weekend trips like the rest (laughs) of us fools who bought into the consumer lifestyle keep up the good work thank you for being gearless your motto says it all Mm. lawn care you're welcome thanks for the uplifter there uh okay john from the granite state says a must listen five stars hey guys long time listener first time caller i thought your podcast would be just all just the same as all the other ones but i was wrong this That's is the right. greatest podcast by far. You hear that, Ratatouille? You guys rock. <laughs> Trailside Radio, are you listening? Now you just need. <laughs> n- now you just need to make <laughs> a movie. The Trail oh. Show movie. Oh, that's a fantastic idea. Wow, no we could just videotape ourselves recording <laughs> a lot. That'd be so yeah, great. it'd be really good. It's they could they could show me working on my computer in the office by day. Yep, that'd be wonderful. And doing the Trail Show by night. Okay. Last but not least, we have Tim Berculosis, who says, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that up. Tim Berculosis no says, fantabulous, five stars. <laughs> he says, I find myself wondering what's missing from my life from time to time. 
Then I receive a notification that a new podcast is available. To my very pleasant surprise, it's the latest Trail Show episode. Once the intro music begins and all your isms are showcased, I realize that this is what has been missing. You guys are a great reminder that no matter how busy life can seem, there is still time for some outdoor enjoyment. With Delos antics that eventually require the whacking of vacuum tubes, Mags's brief bits of history, much to P.O.D.'s dismay, <laughs> Disco's true. favoring of sound effects, what? And P.O.D.'s differing opinions, it is very difficult to not recommend this show to every other hiker I come across. Keep up the great work, and I hope to find myself in your area at some point, preferably when there's a brew hike scheduled. P.S. On a recent hike near Mount Baldy down here in SoCal, I noticed an iHike sticker on the back of a pickup truck. Oh. Shout out to Disco. I got I had nothing to do with that sticker, but thanks anyway, Tim Berculosis. We appreciate That's the, a great uh, name, by the, way. the five-star review. That's it for our iTunes reviews for this month. Mags. So the uh, l- you know less less gear, more beer thing. So yeah. I, has anyone read you know read it recently or familiar with it? I'm afraid to look at Reddit. I'll be honest. Well, with it won the ultralight forums, and so it said, "What should I bring on a pack?" And someone said, "Less gear, more beer." Oh. really? And I said, "You listen to the Trail Show, yes." And the guy was from Texas. Are you the guy with the Texas flag? <laughs> <laughs> and this was a thread <laughs> in the gear forum. That's awesome. In the, so it wasn't on a trail show. It wasn't a trail show specific thread. It no. just, okay. One guy's advice was less gear, more beer. And it, Since somebody and, knew and it, it actually went down to say, are you the guy with the Texas flag? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Did he respond? He says, no, sadly, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh That's man! Great. And Pod's got a, a story about some Texans. Um, that well, actually, let's get right into it. We got trips of the month. Pod, let's start with you. Okay. Well, I actually did a couple of trips, and I was going to talk about the Pottawatomie Trail in Michigan, but the, uh, the what? The Pottawatomie Trail. Pottawatomie. Yeah. Anyway, it it's just a little. It's like seventeen and a half miles. You know, flat, but well, nice. It was nice. It's it was just nice. a little morning stroll. But um, this this past weekend, I went out to um, Staunton State Park, and then I went over to Lost Creek Wilderness. But in Staunton State Park, they just created a new trail that goes to the top of the Lion's Head, which is that big rock formation that's in the park. And um, so I hiked up to there, and it's about five and a half miles or something from where you come into the top of the rock formation. And as it got closer, there were these two guys in front of me. It was warm. I mean, it's not a real high elevation there. And I hadn't started until about 9 a.m., so it was pretty warm and, um, you know, hot and sunny. So we got to the top, and I'm thinking I need to sit on the edge so I get a breeze or sit in the shade, whatever. And there was, like, this one little shrubby tree on the edge. So the, those guys went under that tree. So I moved in a little bit, but I could still see them. So the one guy, as soon as he got up there, he opened his backpack. He rolled out, a like, a ridge rest and got out his cook pot and a bunch of other stuff, some containers and stuff. And his friend was just sitting in the sun, like staring at him. And I was in the shade watching this whole thing unfold. So the guy pulls out his stove and this set of cookware and proceeds to make fondue. Oh, cool. And I thought... On trail in the sun. It's so hot. You know, it's so warm. And you've just hiked five and a half miles to get up here. And I just thought, really? You want fondue? Like cheese fondue. And he had this giant block of brie that he melted in the pan, and he was dipping fruit in it that he had carried up in a Tupperware. And I, I don't know, the whole thing was Isn't just... Isn't fondue like a winter thing? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's like, you know, mm. heavy and... Yeah, you do it in the wintertime. 
That's yeah. a very, I've never heard of. I don't of know. The whole thing was very strange. And his friend was sitting in the sun the whole time, just sweating and talking about how hot it was. And I, I don't know. The whole thing was just strange. Hey, sometimes you got to have fondue on trail. I, I, used I guess to do. so. Yeah, full moon fondue. Yeah, Mags, you're a big fondue okay. trail guy, right? But it was but that's it's usually night. cool that's at night. night. It was at yeah. fall. It was at night. Yeah, sure. But it just seemed strange. A day hike. You're only hiking five and a half miles. The whole thing just seemed a little so, odd to me. So what does that have to do with Texas? Nothing. I don't know why you said it has anything to do with Didn't Texas. you meet some guy from Texas? I did in Lost Creek Wilderness, and he was hilarious. Okay. He was telling he was telling this group. So I went out there by myself and ended up camping with some people. <gasps> D'Lo. Really? You wanted some friends? No. I, it was kind of starting to get dark, and I actually came up to this woman who was peeing. I scared the crap out of her. What are you girls doing? The crap or something she, else. She was like, yeah. where did you come from? And I said, oh, the trail's right here. And she said, but it's 7.50. Everyone's in camp by now. And I said, well, not me. Can I camp with you, please? No. She said, oh, come camp with us. Are oh. you by yourself? And I said, yeah. Oh, but anyway, there was a guy from so Texas, sweet. and he started And you camped us. with him? Sure. Huh. I would have been like, no, I don't like to camp with people. I must hike on. Goodbye. Yeah. Did he have the <laughs> flag? He did not. He had moved to Colorado. Do I have a Texas flag? But he was really funny. But no. I did see oh, I some, uh, I think, a group of Texans on the other side of the Lost Creek shooting guns. Do they have and a, a flag? giant, giant camp that was set up? Was there a flag? No. That sounds vaguely familiar. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. D-Lo. Well, any, uh, any trips? trips? I think I've taken three trips. What? Whoa. 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 Front yard, Whoa. backyard, Whoa. side yard? Whoa. Three camping Whoa. trips. Whoa. I think I went camping in New Mexico. I went camping in at the uh, on the Colorado Trail. And I went camping in Rocky Mountain National Park. Whoa. Yes. Holy. It's a new record. You went to New Mexico? I went to New Mexico on Mags' sage advice. Okay. We went down to the Wild Rivers area of the Rio Grande del Norte National Monument, which is a beautiful place. Mags is going to talk more about that, I suspect, so I'm not going okay. to steal okay. his okay. thunder. Steal, steal away. No, no. It's, well, I'll just say that it's a great place to hike with children mm. because you can, you're, you're basically camped on a plateau where the Red and the Rio Grande Rivers come together. So you've got... Just great hikes right from your campground right down to the to the uh to the rivers. What's the name of the area? Wild Rivers area of the mm. Rio Grande del Norte National Monument. Okay. It's about thirty, forty miles into New Mexico. Hmm. Just okay. over the border. Cool. Yeah. Now we haven't heard much about the child that is Leo in a yeah. long time. So so how did Leo do how on, many miles on all these camping? Leo trips? still hangs out in the backpack. He okay. doesn't really. He doesn't really hike too much. He just turned three last Saturday. Oh, he'll hike for a little bit now and again. Um, we actually took him out for like a six-mile hike in Rocky Mountain National Park two weekends ago, and somehow he stayed in the carrier the whole time. We have to work really hard <laughs> to do that. Actually, I have to work really hard. It's actually kind of pleasant. I just kind of like talk to him, make jokes. You know, we we ask questions and stuff. I kind of don't mind it because then I actually really get in a hike rather than hiking like yeah. one mile, like <laughs> but, three but at some point, <laughs> over three hours. At, at some, some point, point he's going to need to hike. Big, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's still pretty big, but you know what? I I said this to somebody. I was like, "Well, if I'm only going to hike like four miles, might as well slap forty pounds on my back and get some extra <laughs> strength." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, that's a good so. point. Sure. Very cool, Mags. Any any trips this month? Well, after my suggestion to uh, our buddy Josh and D'Lo and some other people, and they're saying how great this was. You know, it's been four years since I've been there. 
So I went to the same place last weekend. The, in New Let Mexico. Me ask you this. But not was, with them, because you didn't want to camp with them. Well, it would have been like freaking, to, you know, it would have been a romper room. It would have been a different trip. Now, first of all, where did you, what campground did you stay at? Uh, we went to Big Arsenic Springs. Okay. And were there people there? There was no one. Really? Well, you also went Memorial Day Big weekend. Ar- yeah, dude, wait, 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 but wait, wait, there wait, was wait, like... There, I would cl- I, I would dare say that it was like totally not crowded for Memorial Day weekend. Oh, I agree. It's yeah. it's not Big Arsenic Springs. <laughs> That's the name of it. But they named it that, that sounds questionable. They named it that to discourage you from going to these beautiful oh, clear water cold springs. Yeah, and you can actually you can hike Leo's Adilo's right. You hike right from your campground along these bike paths, but then you drop into the gorge. And you can probably do a dozen or so miles pretty easily. Yeah. Make, make a big solid day with a lot of elevation gain. And you go by the petroglyphs, and the Utes used to hang out at the spring where they raid the nearby Taos Pueblo, just up the road in Taos. So lots of uh, history there, too. Oh, I, I no. Tried, I tried to go on a bike ride there, but I, I ended up having a ride with an eight-year-old kid, and it was so oh God. And <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. But <laughs> even though it's car camping, there's something to be said. You're in this isolated camping spot overlooking this really deep gorge where the Rio Grande is. And there's a reason why George O'Keefe and Ansel Adams and all these artists went to the Taos area. Oh, for just, sure. It's just some of the oh, most, yeah. most amazing sunsets you'll ever see. And the following day, you can go to nearby Taos, which is a lot less crowded than Santa Fe, and get some killer Mexican food. Oh, I, I still have yet to go to Taos. I, I got to get down there. Maybe P.O.D. and I will take yeah, your recommendation you know, and go in to the that. Fall. You in know, the fall. I, was, uh, I had never been to Taos before. We, we popped into Taos because... Uh, it was raining, and we needed something to do <clears throat> with a bunch of children. So uh, us, another, my wife and I and our child and a woman and her two child, children went into Taos, and we hung out. Art galleries. We found a playground. It was fantastic. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm not that impressed with Taos. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed How with How dare it. you? I wasn't impressed with Taos first. Yeah, did it, gr- did it grow on you? It gr- We realized the vibe. It's much more laid back. You yeah. realize the history and the little nooks and crannies. And uh-huh. little oh, things there's history go- there? Is there a oh, brewery there? Never mind, we're not going. There's a one that we were at this Eskis Brew Pub. Ooh. Tucked behind off the main drag. It's obviously a local's place. And I'm sitting drinking my little pine, Adriana, and I was drinking a pine. We're under the cottonwood trees on this really oh. hot day. Oh, that sounds nice. That sounds... And I'm looking up. It's three in the afternoon. I'm like, let's call in sick tomorrow. Trail show road trip. Trail show road trip. <laughs> I was this close to convincing her to call in sick on Monday. Wow. But she didn't. Because she was worried about our pets. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's understandable. We, we had yeah. someone you know, watching the pets, and she was worried about the pets. And mm. But, yes. So, I, mm. house is growing. I really it's like it. It's a pretty lengthy drive for a two-day weekend, though. Well, we'll t- we take longer. Yeah. Yeah. We left on Friday. We yeah. had, it was just a wonderful. It's just a National Monument itself is just really beautiful. Okay. It's on uh it's on our short list now. Yep. Yeah. Definitely recommend it. Now you were making fun of the whole Kansas. I actually went because of the pet issue. Yeah. Oh, we, that's right. we were supposed to go to the Badlands. Okay. Up, we're gonna take we're gonna take five days. We're gonna leave like um, Wednesday or Thursday night, I forget what, take Memorial Day weekend. We'll drive up the Badlands. Well, the the cat who probably ranks higher than me in some ways. Uh, oh you uh, you bet. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he had some emergency surgery. Ooh. And uh, sounds bad. Yes, the cat's doing fine. My wallet, not so much, but that's another story. But yeah. long story short, bada uh, bing, bada boom, bada boom. Yeah, that's right. Hey, don't forget to tip your waitress. <laughs> our <laughs> our weekend was curtailed. Adrian wanted to be with the cattle weekend, and yeah. of course, I couldn't leave. So I had three days. So where can I go? You know, it was very snowy this past spring in Colorado. 
Yeah. To say the least. A little bit. And I didn't want to drive super far because I only have three days, so Badlands are out. Yeah. So what can I do? Hmm. I've never been there. I went to the Comanche Grasslands on the Oklahoma-Colorado border. What? I thought you'd been there like five times. No, I've only been the, there once. Those are oh. the Pawnee Aslands. The Pawnee. Oh. I've, been to Pawnee. I've been to Pawnee twice. I've been to one unit of the Comanche Grasslands, but it's a huge area. I've never been to the Oklahoma. Are they different, the different grasslands? Oh, there's canyons. Oh, okay. okay. Honest to goodness, canyons are very lush that are wetlands. Oh, okay. It does not look like the high plains. It was amazing. The wildflowers, all well, the moisture. Yeah. It was one of the highest rain seasons in 30 years. Oh, I saw it. I remember your pictures. They were it really was, nice. It was yeah. beautiful down there, and there was no one. I, in my camp, I heard all I heard was coyotes, one of the most brilliant night skies I've ever seen. Whoa. And there was this place. Okay. It was an astronomical place the natives used to use for the equinox. Yeah. Mm. And I actually hiked to Oklahoma. <laughs> Now, what was the fracking slash light pollution situation? In, after that debacle that you know pretty much broke my heart, the yeah. Pawnee grass, it did. I mean, yeah, you know, we heard. We heard that. It, it really did. This was much different. Probably because there's okay. no natural resources there. Oh, okay. There you go. You'd have to drill. It was just a really surprisingly beautiful area, way off the beaten path. Wow. And it was all dirt, muddy roads, so it seemed like this wilderness area. Oh and, and just to complete the trip, I went to the, uh, not too far away, the Amici internment place. Okay. Which was kind of a side trip where the Japanese Americans were in World War Two. An internment camp. And I was right in that area. Wow. That was very somber. And just because I was in such a jolly good mood, I went to the Sand Creek Massacre site not too far oh, away. Oh, good grief. Gosh. It could have weakened just awesomeness, man. No, but that out of the Asslands, internment camps, and, and massacre, massacre sites. That's <laughs> fantastic. But you know, a lot of these places... Uh, for the national parks are kind of like very touristy. Yeah. The National Park Service did a great job with this area. It's a very somber place where we want your disgrace in our history. And they just kept it very thoughtful and peaceful and sure. really made you think you have to walk there. And I watched a documentary on Rocky Mountain PBS about it. Of course you did. Of course. Follow up. And they, the same ranger I spoke to mm-hmm. was on this documentary. Oh, so it was like meeting a Hollywood star. That's kind right. of. But more importantly, though, that far eastern corner was just... Beautiful. And I saw huh. owls nesting. Oh, cool! Wow. And I had it all to myself Memorial Day weekend. Man, Fantastic. on a on a federal holiday weekend. And I saw antelopes, and it was just like a coyote. A brilliant, awesome night sky. God's country. It really was. I don't have anything that comes close to that. I I did. I've been down on the west flanks of Pikes Peak a lot the past month for work, but I'm not going to talk about that. What I'm going to tell you about is two weekends ago. I did my annual trail maintenance day on the Colorado Trail. Max, I think, yes, got to give back every once in a while. Uh, Dilo, have you have you joined in on that he ever? Hasn't. Okay, just Mags and Pod has m- a couple times. Mags, I think you joined in what a couple years ago. I think I had, I've a, been ch- on two. I, think I had a child okay, that one time you invited me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to go that, to your child's bris. That's why I had to bail out one. Yeah, the yeah. bris, something like that. I did, really did. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's section twelve of the Colorado Trail. It's um, Harvard Lakes Wilderness is sort of the the known point there and it's right outside of bv and we maintain about a 12 mile section of the ct and we've kind of changed our tactics we do a divide and conquer thing now it used to be we would all go in as a group and hike the entire section and and clean and clear the entire section in one fell swoop but it made for such a long day so now we split up into about four different groups doing a series of out and backs and 
the group that went in just outside the wilderness area this year had 50 blowdowns, and luckily oh. we had a chainsaw for that area this oh. year, so they made quick quick work of that. Outside of the wilderness boundary. Yeah, it was between, um, so south of, of the wilderness boundary over towards uh, Cottonwood Creek. Uh, I went into some of the high elevation stuff, and there wasn't much to do. It was in pretty good shape still from the year before, but it, it's kind of cool. The professor, a friend of ours, he's he kind of heads up that that group, and uh, we got friends, Ando, and a whole bunch of people we only Dreamer. see. Dreamer. Dreamer couldn't make it this year, but oh. he was there in spirit. We only see these folks every year during this this trail work day, which is kind of cool. I mean, I wish I saw more often, but, it, you know, it's neat to see, You know, yeah. I, I know I'm always going to see these same faces when I go to this thing every June. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're hiking Section 12 of the Colorado Trail this summer, you're going to have easy cruising through there. Fantastic. Well, thank you for your hard work. Yeah. Glad. It was fun. Uh, was before we fun. go to the trail tip, I want to talk about some of these beers we've been drinking. Yeah, please. Please. Uh, we just opened the Dominator, the Doppelbach, which has a great, great uh, D'Lo, can you logo. say the name of that beer in a special voice? Dominator. Was, this that, is the, by the, was that the special yeah. voice? Yes. <laughs> this is by the Oso Brewing Company. Wow. And we had some more New Glarus, a sour that, that Mags particularly liked. And I liked the sour. Did you? Yeah, I did. It was okay. good. I'm not a sour person. And there was a chocolate oatmeal I would beg to differ. Woo! Come on. Can no, I get some? I'm, tip I'm, your waitress. I'm Don't forget the tip your better waitress. Better sour. <laughs> tip. Oh. Tip your Oh. Oh. Are you calling me a hoe? No, I'm just saying Oh. Because I wouldn't. Wait, what were you saying? Sorry. Anyway. Oh, sorry. So, thanks again, John Miller. The crowd we're, turned on you real quickly, dude. We are going to continue busting into those beers. Yeah, John Miller, big ups. We're enjoying these Wisconsin brews thus far. We are looking for the, che- the cheese curd uh, doppelbach, though. <laughs> we are looking for the cheese curd doppelbach, John. It's Where a, is it? It's Let a seasonal know. brew, Dilo. That's what we're looking for. It only comes out in the fall, huh? It only yeah. comes out during a two-day period right That's around right. the winter e- uh, solstice. Oh, you don't age yeah. it because they go, they go, like, they go bad. They go fast. you got to drink it fast. <laughs> And now it's time Whoa. for Trail Tip of the Month. And I'm throwing Trail Tip to P.O.D. P.O.D. Okay, so. What do you got? I am leaving tomorrow to uh, go hike the Sierra High Route with some friends. And um, it has been kind of a long time since I've done anything more than a few days. And Disco's not going. Uh, uh. And Disco and I have done some trips in the, in the past little while that uh, we ended up not having our things together, and I don't know. There was some suffering that didn't need to happen. So, Did you leave your soundboard at home? Yes. Yeah. Somebody. So what I decided about this particular trip was, because we're going to be in the, in the Sierra High Route, and a lot of it's cross-country, and I'm with a bunch of people that aren't my significant other, that I needed to like have all my shit together. I needed to be ready to go. And <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> so wow. That was, wow that was delayed i'm sorry P-O-D, and please. i think the normal mo for disco and i is we kind of think oh that we have our stuff God. together but then we're up till three in the morning the night before we leave trying to get everything together and it sucks it sucks it really every does. time we do that and so i decided i was not going to do that this year so when i d- committed to going and dates were set i actually went into my little phone my calendar and i put stuff in my phone about this do this thing you know apply for the permit you know go through your backpack to decide this is what called plan i think it's called planning planning, planning. planning. 
So my trail tip is if you're going to go on a longer trip and you haven't been out in a while, or even if you're going to go on a backpacking trip with, with people who are maybe not your significant other and aren't going to be like, well, whatever, then put, some, put a little bit more thought into all the different things you're going to have to do to get ready for this trip so that you don't have to stay up till 3 in the morning that night before. Yes, Dilo. So this is actually quite interesting. I was telling Mags about this on our drive down here today. The three trips that I talked about, my three camping trips, they're all car camping trips because we were going with, we actually went with other families and other kids and we just hang out on the campgrounds, go for little hikes and kids go wild. It's fantastic. Yeah. Each of these three car camping weekends has taken me three nights to prepare for. <laughs> now, I don't prepare, I don't prepare all night long, but it's just kind of like, yeah. all right, three nights before I'm leaving, I, we plan the food and I go buy the food and I go to buy the beer and I buy the ice. This, the two nights before I go, I stage all the gear. The day we're going, I have all my food. It's all been like sorted. I've got my alcohol yeah. and my ice and my gear is all ready to go. And that third day, I just put it in the car. Yeah. Okay. So I, I really feel like that kind of planning helps me not forget to like bring a sleeping bag for my three-year-old yeah. son. Um, so and, and also, you know what I mean? the other thing is that I, I have a little bit of anxiety about this trip because I, I feel like it's been a long time since I've really been Plus out there. Plus, you're going with some super sketchy hikers. You're going I am. with Whitney Allgood LaRufa. That's right. That dude is like, bandana dude, he's king. totally unaccountable. That's right. Wait, Completely did, unaccountable. Did you just say Bandana King? That's correct. <laughs> call, um, back, call back to a previous Anyway, Anyway... And, and and I'm actually going out a day before everybody else. Because you going with Snorkel? Yes. Dude, she's just going to leave you guys in the dust. She's like going well, to the fastest known time. It's she true. doesn't care about it's you. It's true, but... She doesn't care about you. The rumor you. on the street is that she's a really late uh, starter. Ah. And, and Tommy Boy, a.k.a. All Good and I, uh, we're calling ourselves Tommy Good and Tommy Boy and Grandma Gatewood. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we're both really early risers, so we uh, feel like we can probably make the same distance. We just have to put in longer time. Joshua Bobcat Stacy's a hippie. I know. Yeah, but, but that, he'll be. You that know, boy be, can hike. Let me tell you what. Actually, I don't really know him. I just is. know that he looks that, like a hippie. That boy can hike. He'll be taking lots of breaks, though. If you know what I mean. Anyway, um, he'll be giving thanks and praise. So, <laughs> my point is, you know, just. From my own experience, I prepared a lot more for this trip than I have for other trips, and I'm I feel really ready to go. So that's fantastic yeah. advice. It is. Well, yeah. l- let's take it a step further. So Glenn Van Pesky, who was on a previous show uh, about six months ago, he keeps a pack packed, ready to go. Literally, yeah. Grab it, you walk different. out the door, put it in the car, and you're on your way to that, the trailhead. That's great for weekend hikes, but I don't it's think true. he it's could be shorter like, hikes. oh, guess what? I'm going to go on the Sierra High Route this weekend. I'm just going to grab that backpack that's ready to go. It's a little bit different than that. So when I got laid off a few years ago, I remember this. and I had less than a week to plan for the Benton Mackay Trail. The BM Trail. Granted, it's not as burly as uh, the Sierra, but still 300 miles. Sure. And I, I kind of use the same techniques um, Mr. Glenn Van Pesky had. Everything okay. was pretty much all prepared, just went online, did that. So within a week of getting laid off, I was <laughs> at Springer Mountain for a 300-mile hike. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, it's a thing of beauty, yeah, Max. This, this particular trip, like we had to buy airline tickets. We had to get permits through yeah. California, which is, we'll talk about that on another show. Next month. Logistically, you know? I just yeah. drove out there, so it was a lot easier. Right. Yeah. right. Slept in the back of my pickup truck. Ah, the gold yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, P.O.D. and I are going to do a, a hike in the winds later this month. It's going to be about a week plus long. and Bring deep. Because I'm so inspired by what she's told me tonight. I'm going to go onto my, uh, my calendar there on the, um, the smartphone there, and, and I'm going to point and click, and I'm going to tell myself two days 
earlier than I would normally start planning and, and prepping, which is about six hours before I have to leave for the hike. I'm actually going to go two days earlier than that this time around, and I'm going to get ready. Yeah. I'm going to be ready and, to go. And the other thing is that I, I was organized enough that I was able to go on a little shakedown hike this weekend. So I did an overnight hike, and that was great because I was convinced that I was going to wear pants in the Sierra because of the bugs, right? And I normally hike in a skirt. And I wore pants this weekend. And I was two pee breaks away from hiking in my underwear because I was so frustrated. Hey because for a woman, you, keep I have to like undo here. my hip belt, pull my pants down, squat with my backpack on. I can't pee standing up unless I'm wearing a skirt. So it was so annoying. And, and they were like sweating, clinging to me. I, I really wanted to just hike in my underwear that last Eight miles or so. Were there bugs out that there you wanted were, to hike in pants? They, there well, though the, there were, and there's going to be even more bugs in the Sierra. But yeah. what I decided was, I'd rather spray DEET on my legs six times a day you and wash it off up. before I get in my sleeping bag than wear pants. You got to DEET it's up. It's so annoying. Hmm. See, I, my technique is just to wear shorts while you're hiking because usually the the bugs don't get you when you're moving. But the thing is, is that shorts and then bam, are no rest break pants go right on. You know, first thing. But shorts are no different than pants for a woman. It's true. I can't like dangle my lady bits out the side of my short, you know, like down yeah, to my knee. Whoa, whoa, yeah, I just dangle, whoa. man. Yeah, right the I can't side, do man. that. Bam. I got to have a skirt yeah. if I want that kind of access. So you, you don't hike and pee at the same time like we talked about last no. month? No. Okay. Sometimes no. I do, but that's usually a, an accident. I don't really, I'm not really like hiking anywhere that fast that I can't stop to pee. No, the, but the thing is, it's not that I can't stop to pee. It's just annoying. Yeah. Because I have to. All right, we, we've gotten way anyway, off topic sorry. here. Let's wrap this thing up. I think. I planning. Think, can we get the planning? Can we get the metal music? Yes, we can. <laughs> oh my God! Planning it is. All right. I tell you what. Let's take a quick break. Mandatory union break. Fifty minutes into the show. Stop it, now. It's the trail show, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. to your hat the trail show is back Yuck! it's dealer yeah. it's yeah. T- <laughs> the trail show's back yeah. it's dealo mags pod and myself disco and you're listening to the trail show find us always at thetrailshow.com we are back and we've got a little mailbag today okay did someone send any electronic messages sure we got a message from all good Oh, the Kickstarter guy. It says, Dear TTS Crew. <laughs> A.K.A. the Bandana King. Yep. I have to give you big thanks for making me famous in a hiking sense. What? This weekend, Sweet Tater. Oh, Sweet Tater. <laughs> Phantom Tomato Fancy and myself decided to hike the Lewitt Trail around Mount St. Helens. On Sunday, we started a long, hot climb up from the, tr- from the Toutle River. Is that how you say that? No. I don't know. Sounds As I was reaching the top, I spotted a group of three ahead of me. We met at the next trail junction and, of course, started to chat. A minute into our conversation, the guy said to me, I know you. Aren't you involved with some hiking organization? I responded that was indeed that I was indeed the president of Alda West. And the guy says, That's that's uh he says, Oh, that's where I know you from. The trail show. What? After a few chuckles, I told them Sweet Tater was behind me and they waited so they could meet him too. <laughs> they wanted autographs. 
Yeah, they said, man, he is really the best thing ever when it comes to trail stories. After a few minutes more, the guy then asked me about my bandanas <laughs> I had with me and my newest Kickstarter campaign. Thanks That's for making me a local hiking celebrity. I'm going to sit back down and wait for the sweet offers to start rolling in. Oh, that's so sweet. Wow. That's so sh- he says he wants to be the next spokesman for the ShamWow and the self-cleaning bandana. You know, this happened to Curtis Ware, right? Curtis yeah. Ware was out hiking in Arkansas somewhere, and he started talking to somebody, and they said, hey, you're the Curtis Ware. So we've got another, we've got Allgood here. He's out hiking, and somebody recognizes him from the trail show. Could you imagine what would happen if you were Bobby Walters? <laughs> <laughs> she probably can't go on a trail anywhere. Tra- she has she to has go to hiking on a treadmill at a gym. She has to stay at the gym. She has to go incognito. Full <laughs> security detail. <laughs> she probably can't even go on the treadmill at the gym because they're like, you're walking really good on that trail. Wait a minute. On that treadmill. Are you What's the? Your name? Are you the? Are you, are you the? The Bobby Walters? You know, and it's time to go. And it's time to go. <laughs> We're sorry. We ruined it for her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, what else? We have uh, one from uh, Chuck Hutchison. You should remove the first three shows' disclaimer. All the shows suck after it, too. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Just kidding. <laughs> wow. You was- should remove them, though, mean disclaimers. They are funny and informative. If anybody doesn't like them, they can eat it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. So he's, nice. ma- he's making a joke. I like this I guy. Like Molly Travis wrote, beer is great, but what about wine in a can? And she posted a picture of the... Uh, is under- that a thing? Underwood Pinot Noir in a can. She said, by the hmm. way, it was delicious. I've done wine in a box many times. I still yeah, do wine Yeah, this in is a box. wine in a can. Wine in a can? What's the ABV there? I don't know. It's the 12, same as wine. 13 yeah. percent? Dude, I have six liters of wine in boxes in my refrigerator <laughs> right now. Right now. I do. That, that's wonderful. <laughs> Sounds like there's some He's got six, problems. six liters of wine, but only one package of hot dogs in the fridge. Nothing else would fit. We had a, we had a birthday party. For my three-year-old son, so I stocked up on the uh, on wine. Oh, I don't think we got that invite. Yeah, no. Mm, okay. Would you have wanted to come to a three-year-old birthday no. party? Yeah. yeah, I came to the last birthday party in Boulder. It was scary. I think I have some uh, hate mail here from Trailside Radio. Oh, Ooh. is this in Babylonia? It, it could border on Babylonia. Can I read it? Okay, I'm actually going to well, turn off the music. Let, let me wanna... read the first tweet he gave. Oh, okay, the, sure. Because it's kind of a two-parter. He did a quick tweet, then he did a follow-up. Thanks, Trail Show, for mentioning at Trailside Radio our new episode. Did I hear a declaration of war? What? Then he sent this letter. Dear Trail Show, I'd like to thank you for mentioning my podcast, Trailside Radio, in your recent anniversary episode. I would also like to thank POD and Disco for your kind words about me. It was a pleasure to meet and interview the two of you at the PCT kickoff in my sixth episode. As Sir Max's declaration of war upon my podcast, I propose we settle this in proper hiker trash fashion. The terms are simple. The four of you select one amongst you to face off with me in a side-by-side 24x24x24 challenge, but with a West Coast twist. Instead of attempting the traditional feat of drinking 24 beers while hiking 24 miles in 24 hours, we will both attempt to smoke 24 joints while hiking 24 miles in 24 hours. Not only will I let you choose the trail, but I'll let you choose the strain. Will it be an indica-dominant or sativa-dominant? It's your call. If we both reach the finish line successfully, the winner will be the one who shouts, Jorastafari! The fewest times. The loser has to actually read wild from cover to cover. (laughs) (laughs) I've been enjoying listening to your back catalog while hiking the PCT. Happy third anniversary, and may there be many more years of the trail show to come. Daniel Ratatouli, (laughs) Hepokoski, 
Trailside Radio, semi-retired from asking snarky interview questions. <laughs> well, I have one thing to say. And I, I admonish, you know, Mr. Trailside Radio. He, he mixed us up. Yeah? Yeah. It yeah, was me. Thought, it was me who declared war. He thought it was war. Mags who was declared And this has mm. happened before. What happens to me, dude, when I'm out on the trail? They're like, dude, are you Mags? Are you P-Mags? Are you P-Mags? P-Mags.com. Wow. And he's People like, say no, that I'm the Bobby Walters. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should start saying, no, I'm Curtis Ware. <laughs> People say that to me. I, I'm sorry to hear that. I yeah, wouldn't want happened. to be mixed up with it's me. It's happened. I don't know why. Wow. Okay. So anyway. Ratatouille. So war. it's a declaration of war. I think deal. so. Yeah. No. Okay. I, uh, but you know, he just wants to settle this like a gentleman and have the 24 by 24 by 24. Well, I, I told him. I said, listen. If this goes down, Delo's our horse, man. Yep. He, he's the guy. Right, so here's the deal: he's we're gonna horse. eat. We're gonna eat one 10 milligram brownie bite every 24 hours. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Wait a minute. Every, we don't need any no, hiking. Every, every hour. Every hour for 24 hours. We don't need any food. We don't need any supplies. <laughs> We're just going to eat one 24, one, one 10-milligram brownie bite every to, every hour for 24 hours, and we'll see who's standing. We'll, we'll need to get an, wow. a, a paramedic service it's to probably sponsor. Not, it's probably not going to be me. <laughs> and If you're not in Colorado or Washington State, uh, legal does not recommend. Or Alaska or Washington, D.C. That's right. That's right. Let's not forget, man. the The tide is turning here on uh, the green tide on medications in God's country. Okay, what else do we have? Uh, North Cascades hiker says, "You guys are amazing." Sip spear. Seriously, I love the podcast. Everyone that listens should donate. Oh, thanks, North Cascades hiker. We have What's another up? one from Ingrid Gerard. Just started listening to the latest at Trail Show and I had a revelation. Before you hashtag burn your jeans, <laughs> you're supposed to remove them. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> oh man, that, you know. But you, they won't keep you as warm if they're burning next to you. Yeah, if they're burning on, they'll keep if you. If they're real burning hot. on your legs, they'll keep you plenty warm. And all this time, I thought Snow Peak was crazy for marketing the Gigapower blowtorch. I, I was thinking, like, who's going to take this? But now I know there is a market and a demand for blowtorches in the backcountry. That's right, in the South. Well, it's big Kentucky in the Smokies so far. Okay, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Like to set things mm. on fire. You know, we need to talk to them about a sponsorship. Yeah. I we think there's it. some opportunity. For, for for How many times have we mentioned their product? I know. And, and we've yeah. been doing this for free. I, I say for no our, more. For our gene burning contest. Oh, yeah. That's we're right. going to do uh, that. Uh, maybe we'll do that. Um, gene burning contest. That's at, right. Uh, all the West. I like it. Speaking yeah. of which, Jeffrey Caldwell wrote in, no word of a lie. This is from the current issue of Backpacker. Uh, so this is an article, and it's all about the usefulness of tidy whities as water collection, cordage, uh, snow goggles, a sling, a spear, tree climbing, and fire. They're Among jumping on the set your clothes on fire. Oh my gosh. But who wears tidy whities in the backcountry? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, obviously, there's a contingent. Mags. But as far as experienced people, Mags. Hashtag set your clothes on fire. <laughs> It's so funny that tree climbing needs cell phone reception, a better view for scouting a path, or access to a nest to harvest eggs. And then they go on to talk about how you can use your underwear to climb a tree. I've never thought of that. I, all this time, you used to harness rope and beaners to climb. <laughs> yeah, who would have known? You just yeah. need tidy whities. And I just Especially if you need cell phone reception. Yes. That's why you're climbing a and tree. That's, and that's I've right. just been using my tidy whities as snow goggles. <laughs> yeah, did, did, was there any more <laughs> explanation on the snow goggles? Yeah, it says... Uh, 
cut a strip long enough to tie around your head and wide enough to cover your eyes like a blindfold. Oh. Slice two one-inch horizontal slots to let the minimum amount of light in. I just pull them right <laughs> over my eyes, man, and just walk. He wears it like a ski mask with <laughs> yeah. a crotch right on his <laughs> nose. <laughs> just wear it, man. You know, I think like, the early, you know, Shackleton, there's a very famous scene with him wearing tidy whitey. Okay. Water collection. Got a clean pair of cotton drawers? The absorbent material is perfect for collecting morning dew. So there you go. Survival. Man. Bring your tidy whities. Right. Have any of you guys ever had to collect dew to gather drinking no. water? No. <laughs> you know why? Because I have a map and you look at Oh, look, there's water down the trail. Okay. <laughs> tidy whities to collect. All these miles I've never packed. Thank there. you, Jeffrey Caldwell. That was a great, great link. We're going to get many months of discussion on this. So we are. Absolutely. And we're here, we have another great letter. Okay. This is actually an official one. Man, I, this music, I just got to keep it going. Hi, Trail Show. I wanted to send along a small bit of PCT news for your next show. Crater Lake National Park oh, yeah. is installing a bear box to serve as a water cache container. You know, as a comment, you yeah. don't need tidy whities. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This box will be located north entrance road, PCT trailhead, and a short quarter mile distance from where sane hikers coming off the rim trail, hiker alternate, intersect with the PCT. Hmm. We hope this eliminates the plastic milk jugs being left along the trail. Our law enforcement officials just love that. Trail <laughs> angels are welcome to leave water in the box. The park is not able to stock the water. Thanks. For, thank you for announcing the opening of our walking campsite at Mazama Campground on your show. My Youth Conservation Corps crew worked hard on those, and the sites have become very popular. Good. Wow. Also, I don't know how well the message has gotten out, but we opened the PCT. The official route, not the rim route along the Caldera, to dogs. So you can take your dog. In the park. Yeah. Holy That's awesome. moly. Our current superintendent, which, again, superintendents have a lot of leeway, yep. is a dog lover and a great supporter of trails in the park. Thanks for the always entertaining hiker podcast. I've become hooked. Just now getting into the bonus shows. Happy trails. Trail supervisor. Crater Lake National Park. Wow. Oh my gosh, we are not worthy. Wow, we a are real thankful. person. A real person. She's like important and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we thank you, and that's wonderful news. So hey, you can take your dog a lot less because taking your dog to Pacific Crest Trail is very hard logistically. Sure. Yeah, because of all the parks. So this makes it a lot easier to bring your well-behaved pooch. There ain't no water. What do you do when your dog's thirsty? Well, that, that's another discussion, but this is one less. You yeah. Know, hurdle. Hurdle. Yeah. If you will, you guys cool. wanna, do you guys want to call Whitney real quick and ask him what you do? No, about that about situation? a Kickstarter. No, he's staying up till three a.m. tonight <laughs> preparing <Yeah>. his stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he's been very organized too. I'm just kidding. All right, do we have some donations this month? We got some donators. We have donators we do. every month. Donators, how dare we you? We have Diane Pinkers, the Bobby Walters. Dealer, are you ready? I am. Elizabeth. You got the. Oh, you Sorry, no, hold on. Wait, can we do that again? Elizabeth. Higante! <laughs> I need some of that new Glarus, my friend. Uh-huh. This is the, the hopster. Oh, bring it. Murray. Burnout Wolf, a.k.a. Gummy. Gummy or Gumby. Gumby. Russ Kinder. Craig Gully. Justin Gully. Quality Knowles. Quality. Buddy Sessoms. Sessoms. Buddy. Ken Steinhoff. Mark Daigle. Steinhoff. Gringo Madness. Gringo. Gringo Madness. Gringo. Ingrid Gerard and Jeffrey Caldwell. Woo! Fantastic! Wow, man, it blows me away every month when I look at those repeating offenders that donate to the show every month. Thank you guys so much. That's 
Fantastic. And we have some one-offs, too, we right? We do. Uh, we have Sagebrush Systems, who donated some money. Cool. North Cascades Hiker, who recommends everyone donate. Randy Welch. And Jeremy Cook. Thank you very much, all. Or is it Koch? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't that know. Name's we need a pronouncer, a Jeremy. Yeah. Well, it's spelled the same way as the very famous mayor, so I'm guessing yeah. Koch. Well, how how is that uh, the hoppy beer? We just poured a, a very hoppy uh, beverage from New Glarus. Dilo, what's that called? It is uh, Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month. Oh, he's not on mic. It's the uh, hopster, man. It's the hopster. It's the hopster from New Glarus. I'll pass on that one. It's got a lovely sort of. Uh, that's good. That's wonderful, beauty. How dare you? You can apologize let me, let me to try it. Let me try to let me John try Miller it. later. Okay, moving right along. Oh, that's not that's not too hoppy. Uh, no, yeah, come on, it's fine. Like it's fine. Not hoppy at all. Can we yeah. get? I tell you what. Let, let's Why discuss. Why did they call it the hopster? I was expecting to just like pucker up. You know, it's not that hoppy. Let's discuss tracks. So the that's film. A, yeah. That's our let's media music. So I phenomenal film. I, uh, a little back. I first I apologize to the listener. It was uh, well over a year ago. Someone recommended it to us. I said okay, and it came on the Netflix queue. Yep. And I said, well, this would be a good medium music, and we watch it. It's based really quick on Robin Davidson, who as a young woman trekked across the Western Australia outback with four camels and a dog through some very arduous terrain, to put it bluntly. Yeah, from Alice Springs to the Indian Ocean. Roughly 1,700 miles? 1,700 miles in 1975. Yes, there's no uh, guidebook. There's no, no Cuban fiber. No silk nylon, no well, guidebook, no GPS, no snow peak torches to burn <laughs> your clothes with. But I, it's just an excellent movie. Um, a little over two hours, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, came out takes place in Australia, of course. And I think those of us who saw it were just amazed and blown by how great of a movie it was. It was phenomenal. So um, I apologize. I didn't have time to watch That's the movie. Right. I um, I've actually been watching Wild. I've been oh watching God. about three. Well, stop watching that. No, no. I've been watch watching. This. I've been watching about three to five minutes of Wild every night, um, <laughs> just trying to make my way through it. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to take in too much at once. I kind of want to keep go it to going. Therapy? I still haven't finished the book, so I'm kind of at some point I will catch up to where I was in the book. So anyway, I just want to let so our listeners know that I'm watching Wild three to five minutes a time each night. So anyway, this movie oh, was damn. so good. I, I mean. The cinematography was incredible. The acting was incredible. And the storyline itself is incredible. It was... <laughs> I loved it. What I, what I liked... We lost Dilo, but that's all right. I think Disco and I came to the same conclusion <laughs> independently <laughs> that this movie is what Wild wanted to be. Well, it's what I wanted Wild to be. Yeah, I it's can what tell we you that. wanted Wild to be. No, but I mean, this was a very personal <laughs> journey. Yeah. But it wasn't just about... The journey of self, as I call it, where yeah. all these mountains and desert and people had just kind of background. To it, it was a completely badass and unprecedented journey, what she did. I mean, yeah. it's 1975. No woman had walked across the outback no with had. camels. I why, don't even know, no, why did she do this? Be, she because she wanted to. She wanted to be by herself. She said that. So you No, you would, you, lo- you would love her. You you and she would get along. No, we both wouldn't like because be we would like to by be by ourselves. ourselves. No. That doesn't mean I would like to be with somebody else. No, I'm not saying that you would be with her. Oh, yeah. You have the same philosophy. Oh, okay. Some quick background. Uh, At the time, there were 50,000 feral camels in Australia. Now there are 300,000. They peaked at a million in 2008. They had to call them back a little bit. And that was news to me. And and you'll see once you watch the film, 
I didn't know that camels were feral. They were not native to Australia. They were brought in, and, and they've done quite well. I mean, it, it's a climate that's perfect for camels. Yeah. But um, does that pose any dangers? Yeah. So the the bulls, the the male camels. Well, that and there's limited water in that area, yeah. uh-huh. and it's really changed. That's why I had to call the amount of feral camels because it was really damaging the ecosystem. Apparently, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of, that kind of draws back to that documentary you watched, that fantastic yeah, this, National Park Service one, documentary <laughs> about the the horses. The wild horses. It does, killed. but this one doesn't yeah, actually talk about the culling. No, okay. that's not it. That's not a part of this movie. Yeah. The interesting thing to me is that this movie came out in 2013. It wasn't on anybody's radar. I mean, if this listener hadn't told us about it, we would have never known about it. And it is so good. And it is phenomenal. And maybe if you are native to Australia or from Australia, you you might know about the camel lady, as she was called. National Geographic did a big story on her journey in 75 when she did it. But I'd never heard of this at all. And what's really nice in the movie at the closing credits, don't fast forward or skip. They have the actual pictures from that time. From the magazine. And... The actors and actresses look just like the people they're portraying. It's they, yeah. they do. Uncanny. It's, it is. And, and, and I guess she wrote a book yeah, afterwards she did. She about wrote, the journey. wrote a lot of books, apparently. She's a very, uh, more so in Australia probably, of course, but she wrote a lot of books about her travels, and she's been with nomads, and she's just really putting herself out there. Yeah, yeah. she. it was, it, and the cinematography, I thought, was so beautiful in this film. It was really, really nice. I can't recommend it enough. It, it's, you know, P.O.D. and I sat down to watch half of it. Uh, we were just going to watch an hour. We ended up watching the whole thing through because we didn't want to turn it off. It was so good. The you movie's called it, Tracks. Well, we, when I finish Wild, I'll, I'll jump at the tracks. It's on Netflix, Dilo. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm watching Wilds. I bought the DVD. Okay. You, you get the Silver Anniversary Edition? I did, like, yeah. It's got, okay. it's got, like, the book with it. Okay. So I can kind of keep reading. Okay. Okay, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's I'm gonna for, finish it. I'm, you know, maybe next month I'll I'll let our listeners know that I finished Wild. Really quick, it's yeah. for rent on Amazon and it's streaming on Netflix currently. Anything else, P.O.D. You want to no, say I about? Just, tracks? It was incredible. I want to watch it again. How does it end? Can't we, tell you. Come on, Can't tell you. She she does make it to the ocean. We'll tell you that. Great. We'll tell you that. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. Well, you can look up a Wikipedia. It's not. Yeah, exactly come on, come on, P.O.D. IMDb. I didn't. All right, we're gonna take a break. Stay tuned. Trail show, less gear, more beer. The Trail Show is back. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Trail Show and on Twitter at Trail Show. We have breaking news. We have breaking news. I s- Zoner wanted me to correct something that was said earlier. The longest waterless stretch on the Hot Springs Trail is 30 miles, not 60 oh. miles. Oh, 30 what, miles. Freaking lame trail man what are you talking about 30 mile waterless stretch that ain't nothing 30. man i walk 30 miles every weekend without water Liar. i don't even drink water each weekend man just to make like my life one long waterless stretch man that was breaking news <laughs> let's get into uh one of my favorite segments 
Ask a Hiker with oh. Mike DiLorenzo. All right, tonight I have a synopsis. Tonight on Ask Whoa. a Hiker, we have three questions. Tony Strauss asks about sleeping pads. Emily wonders if she's a wimp. And Brian Hansaker rambles on about perfection in Colorado. Here we go. What was that last name? Handsaker. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Question number one is from Tony Strauss. I know, you hate gear talk. But I'm going to ask anyway. I rode my bike across the country many years ago, and while weight was an issue, we weren't counting ounces like backpackers. I was dirt poor and slept on a POS old foam pad like mags. <laughs> but, those were, but those with a little more funds all had self-inflating thermores pads like POD. All the pictures <laughs> I see of backpackers, they all seem to be carrying a foam pad. Most look like ridge rest pads. Why is this? Weight. You don't want to deal with the leaky inflating pad. You're so tired after a day of packpacking that you'll sleep on concrete if you have to, hoping to do a long-distance capital H hike someday. (laughs) Thanks, Tony Strauss. That's a great letter. It is a good letter. So Uh, is there a question there? Yes. Uh, Why Why? do you use fancy uh, foam pads? Fancy foam pads? Yeah. No, the question is why foam pads like ridge rests as opposed to inflatables. I so think because of like if you have an inflatable pad and you're like on a super long distance hike, you know, it pops, then you have to like deal with the logistic nightmare of having to re- find yourself. And a I, new I would disagree pad. with that. I've yeah. actually taken my inflatable pad on long distance hikes. So you do use an inflatable pad? Yeah, I knew it. Tony and, was and right. And so <laughs> I used to he use. Was right. I, don't, I think I had a thermorest on my AT hike, and then I went to uh, the gray Gossamer pads on uh, the, the CDT. The torso lights. Yeah. But um, I just, it really hurts my body to sleep on those pads. So, so Rigatoni was actually the one that convinced me to carry an inflatable pad because Angel Hair always carries one, and he didn't. And he just couldn't take it, sharing a tent with her every night. And she's like all comfortable. <laughs> and he's on his little three-quarter length pad. And what he decided was... It's actually quite rare for people to get a hole in the thermorest, which is uh-huh. true. People who carry, I mean, you'll meet people who carry thermorests or inflatable pads, and most of those people do not get a hole. And what he says is one night of bad sleep is better than four months of bad sleep. You know, I actually feel the same way. I still sleep on Z-rests, three-quarter inch Z-rests, and I've had them for so many years, so they're all like... Flat. Yeah. yeah. And I can't even like lie on my hips anymore. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I can't so lie on my hips. I know. I can't lie on my hips. I have to lie on my back. I roll over, and I like to sleep on my side, so I roll over onto my hip, and it's like, oh, pain. Yeah, it hurts. So and it I lasts have, like all five minutes. I you have know? wide hips, so for me, if I'm laying on my hip, it's like a lot of weight mm-hmm. on that pressure point it hurts mags i think it all depends upon your backpacking style too i mean, I do a lot of cowboy camping and yeah. i like dragging out some rougher ground i mean in winter i'll take an inflatable yeah but, but i think you can cowboy camp with an inflatable but a lot of people who do that they put their ground sheet down and then they just put their tent and sleep on top of it they just don't mm. put their tent up and if, if you're cowboy camping too you can choose that spot that's got the nice pine duff you know that hasn't been slept in before and that's more cushiony than the gravel elevated tent bed <laughs> at, the, at the car camping campground, you know? That's not comfortable. Uh, well, man. unless you're hiking the Grand Enchantment Trail in and then Arizona. Right. And yeah. then, you know, unless All you're in a Sky up. Island. You're, yeah. I mean, you know, the desert trails aren't necessarily conducive to inflatable pads. But going off what everybody said here tonight, I, you know, I used to be a big fan of uh, the, the blue foam pads from Walmart. I'd buy like a 72-inch one. I'd cut it in half. So I'd have a... A 36-inch pad, and that would last me a season, and then I'd use the other half the next season. And, 
You know, I had some of the worst sleep of my entire life on the Grand Enchantment Trail, and it actually never got better. I was thinking, oh, I'm just not, you know, I've been in the city too long. I'm just not, I'm trail hardy, whatever. After three weeks, I was still sleeping like And then, you know, I basically finished the trail, and I was like, Rigatoni's right. I'm, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to go over to the dark side and, and start using an inflatable pad. And you can get a three-quarter length inflatable pad, too, you know? And the Neo Air X lights are so light now that they are loud, though, but they are so light that, you know, the weight trade-off isn't too dramatic compared to what it used to be. But Ma- Mags, I, 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 I feel it's like I should look away, man, because I know you're still hardcore, you know, foam pad, and I want to be hardcore foam it's pad, but, do man, I've given up, For man. me, it's nothing to do with hardcore. Just my, I beat on my gear, I admit it. I, yeah. I like dragging it by the campfire once in a while. You can't do that inflatable. I'm not saying it's the best. Yeah. It's just best for my style. Yeah. And I can sleep in almost anything. Okay. For better or worse. I just like the durability, the flexibility of it. I don't have to worry about as much. Dude, if yeah. it starts raining in the middle of the night, Mags just rolls over. Just rolls he over. He rolls over. He doesn't put on it. He doesn't like get out of his bag and put his tent up. He's just like Well, I also like the idea of using my inflatable he just rolls over. Man. My inflatable mattress is yeah. a is a raft on the uh in New Zealand, you know, when there's <laughs> there's rivers to ford that are three football fields wide and uh you know a little doggy paddle and some some <laughs> inflatable pad and boom bam question number two where's my oh, oh wait, uh, i was gonna say yes. something real quick yes. the other advantage of a foam pad is more for deep winter backpacking yeah you take an inflatable then you take your foam pad for a good r value double up and you absolutely double need up. double up and the people who don't bring foam pads to winter backpacking they see me kneeling on my foam pad cooking dinner it's critical especially for okay. group camping trips i have foam pad and winter backpacking so so you'll carry both is what you're saying because you need a higher r value for okay winter. gotta sleep warmer mr Dilo. you got uh, another question question there. number two emily writes via email hi Dilo. question about getting on the trail i'm pretty new to hiking and backpacking so i'm going out with local groups like meetup does that make me a wimp do I have to plan my own trips, have my maps, and get my own permits to be a real backpacker? I'm enjoying these trips and hikes a lot, but I wonder if I'm missing out on something. Nice handoff. But I should say that both times I took my non-hiker husband out on our own, I got us lost, and he doesn't want to <laughs> hike with me anymore. Not that I blame him. Thanks for the show. It keeps me laughing on my metro ride to work at the salt mines. Thanks for the help, <laughs> Emily in Washington, D.C. Um, I'm wow. going to just answer this with a little anecdotal. She rides the metro in DC. My personal experience. So when I lived in New yeah. York 13 years ago, I wanted to hike the Catskill Mountains. I wanted to hike all 35 peaks above 3,500 feet. Half of those peaks have no trails. I really didn't feel comfortable hiking like for five miles up to some point through thick forests in the Northeast by myself. Totally did not feel comfortable doing that. So I joined a group, the Catskill 3500 Club, and went on guided hikes with people that knew how to do that to the point where after a little while, I learned how to read a map and a compass and take bearings off of trees in the thick forest, and I felt comfortable doing hikes like that by myself. And then I stumbled out and hiked up to my first trailless peak by myself, and, and I felt comfortable doing it. So, Emily, I don't think there's any shame in going with groups like that, meetups that get you out, especially if it's with a hiking club where they're in the uh, 
in the business of kind of fostering skill development. I think that's really a wonderful thing to do because then you can pick up on all those skills. You can read the maps. You can know the trails. You can look at, you can know how to read a map and, and find out where you are, even if there aren't any trails, if you happen to be lost. And your, your non-hiking husband wouldn't even have to know that you're lost. You could just be like, oh, the trail's right down here, sweetie. <laughs> We're heading down this way through the woods. Oh, no, the tra- I think there was a trail here not too long ago. I just think it hasn't been used in a little while. And then sooner or later, bam, you're right back on the trail. And he's like, sweetie, you're the best. And you just took him like from being lost to the trail. It would be amazing. But you need somebody to show you how to do that. So I think it's an awesome idea to go with those groups. Mm. Bam! Ah! What more can we add to that beautiful? I don't think. Very quickly, can you get the uh, <laughs> the uh, yes no sound effects loaded up there? Bam! Okay, no. Really quickly, someone wrote in. Really, I'm going to hijack here. Why? Thomas Clark. Any comments on Karens or rock art? Yes or no? Yay or nay? Uh, I like Karens. If I'm lost, they help. Max. Indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough one. I had to do disco. B- I had to do both at the same time. Gosh, you know what? I like them. I, 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 there's something about the aesthetics of of the way people stack cairns that puts me in this little sort of zen sort of place. And I know that they can be an eyesore and a stru- distraction for some hardcore wilderness people, but I'm I'm all in. Oh. I, I also like them. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a quick story about being on the CDT. My favorite. Don't touch my levels. My favorite <laughs> Karen ever was on the CDT in New Mexico. We were walking down this old, forgotten, what some might call a trail, and you get to a point where the trail forks, and the Karen was right in the middle of the two. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is this yes. is typical. It's so, really useful. in the words of that great sage Yogi Bear, when you got to a fork in the road, you took it. <laughs> or, or how about how about in the Houston Peak Wilderness on the CDT where it's nothing but little rocks everywhere? Yeah. And the trail, there is no real trail. It's just like follow yeah. the Carns, and you're like, sweet, that's cool. But the Carns look like the rocks that okay. are everywhere, and you're like, dude, how am I supposed is to that distinguish a Carn no? from just some naturally stacked rocks? It's just frustrating. Anyway, next question, duo. Question number three is from Brian Hansaker. He writes via email. Okay. Just beginning listening to the podcast last week, and it's always so good. Well, usually it's good, all right, except much of the time it's it's good. Well, regardless of how good it is, I'm caught up after a week, so it's apparently decent. Anyway, I have a loaded question. (laughs) He writes like you talk. Well, this is the (laughs) rambling, right? He sums it up at the end. My three friends and I are heading to Colorado August 8th through 15th this year for our yearly hiking trip. We are willing to go anywhere in Colorado, but have some wants. We're looking for a three to five night trip with altitude and vistas. We would like seclusion, but understand it's not going to be Montana seclusion. We love beer and girth is good. Lastly, we would like to have a bang out day with the last full day and hit as many 14ers as possible, which I understand oh. maybe just one, but I want it to be the best one. What sort of wisdom can you give three Iowa teachers and one Iowa farmer? And then we will have a free night to hit up a good place to have some good drinks and meet some people. Okay, I feel like I need to break this all down. It's real yeah. simple. Us four Iowa guys are simply looking for the best three to five day backcountry hiking hiking trip ever in Colorado. <laughs> but no one else can know about it, so it's not crowded. <laughs> then we want to hit up a couple few for You're just rereading the question. This, this is, is what he wrote. Breaking it down at all. Don't yell at me. This is what he wrote. This is what I'm not, not I'm not paraphrasing this guy. You said you were going to break it down, but now no, you're just I'm not breaking re-reading. it down. This is Brian Hansaker. I told you that he was rambling. Okay, Relax. I, I prefaced. I prefaced. 
This oh question with Brian. <laughs> Beauty, let Dilo read his thing, man. Oh. Come on. We're, this is taking much longer because. P- Dilo, please. <laughs> God, yeah. I could do the hike in less time than we're reading this. I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna start from the beginning. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, please take it from the top, dude. No. Take it from the top. So the you thing can edit is, this out. hold on. I'm not done. <laughs> we want to. Then we want to hit up a couple few 14ers in the same day, and they also have to be the best ones. To top it off, we want to drink the greatest beer with the greatest people in Colorado before we head back to Iowa. That's really about it. Thanks, Brian Hansaker. So those are all different trips. Is the problem. <laughs> Oh, sorry. That no. was the wrong. No. <laughs> They're all different up. trips. Somebody I mean, fired up the saw. <laughs> San Juan's. Oh, yeah. You can easily, we're not, get some good maps. You can easily do that trip in the San Juan's. Go to Durango. Plenty of good beer. Wait, those 14ers, it's like red cloud, sun. Oh, there's, a, there's, there's a dozen back there. Yeah. But, th- but those ones are really easy, and there's like two or three of them all right close to yeah. there. Another couple 14ers, uh, like in the near Buena Vista, if you go out that Chafee County 390, there's like tons of 14 Yeah, you but got those Missouri, are like really Oxford. incredible well, They're not the best, but if you want to like hike as many freaking 14 But he 14ers. said it has to be the best. Yeah, well. Well, it doesn't sound like a 14er 14? trip. The 14ers are more like the cherry on top of this wonderful dessert. And yeah. I would say the Or same. is it the melted syrup at the bottom of the ice cream bowl? That's <laughs> hey. a good philosophical question. Hey, but for me. Hey, one man gathers what another man spills. Handstacker, <laughs> get, get yourself to the Wemenuch Wilderness in the San Juans. Find your 14ers there. You're going to have Red your cloud. solitude or there. Red then go cloud, to Durango. Sun Peak, whatever yeah. there. And, and or Pagosa. I'm so. going to throw in a bonus hot springs opportunity, Trimble Hot Springs, yeah. right outside of Durango. You can soak after you've had your beer or before. Take your pick. Dealer's choice. They, go down there, man. San Juan's can't beat it. All right. So the synopsis here. Let's round this up because... Brian Hansicker's question was very rambling, so I think okay. we need to be super concise with our answer. <laughs> Whoa, sorry, dude. We're cutting some wood in the studio right now. Oh, I just cross-cut uh, that. 8x12, We told man. him to go to the ah. San Juans. All right, go to the San Juans. Then hit Durango hike, when you're done. Hike like Red Cloud and something or other. There was a couple of 14ers there. They're all easy. Get some good maps. Get some maps. Look it up on... Cal Four, Topo or something. 14ers.com. Yeah, 14ers.com. There'll be no snow on August 8th through 15th. And drink beer in Durango. The best people in the world world live there. Okay. All right, very One good. more question with the yes or no's. Uh, Mark Kenyon II writes, thoughts on burying biodegradable wipes? Uh, yes. I can't answer that. Depends where you are. <laughs> 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 I'm going to have to say... <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to say nay on that, too. Okay, just eat them. That's right. Pack <laughs> them out, man. Just eat them, Burn them right no, 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 before no, don't you burn, burn them. Use them as a lighter for your jeans. Eat them. You have to carry less food. Here's what That's you right. do, bro. You, you f- Whatever bag you're keeping your granola bar wrappers in, you slide your used wet wipe in the granola bar wrapper. Nah, dude, I or just, just stick them in the bottom of your friend's backpack. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I just eat them, dude. I just eat them because they're biodegradable. Also, he yeah. writes, P.S., because, because of you, I watched the Whip Snake ad. I hope you're happy. I'm now blind. <laughs> I think we all are happy right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, <laughs> your backpack. <laughs> He actually he he watched something we recommended. Yeah. Is that your backpack? <laughs> that's not a backpack. So that's your backpack, huh? <laughs> You've had it for years and it's never let you down. Yeah, your old backpack is good enough, right? Wrong. Okay, okay, but we can't go down that road, please, please. We can't play that. We cannot go down that road. 
We went down that road last show. You know. What is that? Why did they do that? Is that I, is can that? someone get Steve Clymer on the trail show? Someone, Who, someone we know, we had a contact. Yeah, and Meadow Ed, dude. Some, Steve Clymer and no, Meadow no, no, Ed. Ratatouille, Ratatouille already got the Meadow Ed interview. We, he got the Meadow Ed interview? But no one's got the Steve what? Clymer interview. Are you interview. freaking serious? He got the Meadow Ed interview? We know someone who knows Steve Clymer. How and Dilo, you're have, no Steve Clymer. How come we can't have the Meadow Ed interview, okay. dude? You're not even Steve Crawler. All right, it's time for a gear review. But before we do that, we like to rock out a little bit. So let's get into it. Meadow Ed, come to the trail. All right, Max. Meadow Ed, come to the trail. Gear review tonight. What do you got? So this is a listener request. Okay. Okay. It was for duct tape. Ooh. What? So I'm going to start off with two quotes. Is this an HVAC themed uh, gear review? What are we talking here? Ducks? Air ducks? This is a quote from a book called The Martian, soon to be a movie in September. Mm -hmm. Excellent book, by the way. You should read it. Okay. Yes, of course duct tape works in an air vacuum. Duct tape works anywhere. Duct tape is magic and should be worshipped. <laughs> That's bold. That's good. And there's another wonderful quote from, um, from the Mythbusters. Okay. So this is a quote, Jamie, of the Mythbusters. Duct tape is not a perfect solution to anything, but with a little creativity in a pinch. It's an adequate solution to just about everything. That's oh, right. I like that. That's I what like I like. That. So I think the gray stuff is a classic. Yeah. Much like the Force. It has a dark side. It has a light side. And it holds everything together. And was with anything, there's different qualities of duct tape. That's true. There's the stuff that's spelled D-U-C-K. Yes. But there's also actual HVAC D-U-C-T tape. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to quality? Well, as the, as a son of a sheet metal worker, who hey did, now, who oh. did duct work? Okay, you know, duct tape is not actually used with duct repair work much. It doesn't work very well for it. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> okay, then what? What was the original purpose? Um, it was for that, but it ends up being used for everything else. And there's yeah. different okay. types of tape now for duct work. My dad could speak to that more, perhaps. But let's have your dad on the show. <laughs> Paul, uh, I like Can we it. call him? Is he still awake? Um, he's in North Carolina. It's probably like one in the morning there. So yeah, we should probably shouldn't call. Him. Maybe next show. What if I? he's got insomnia? Does he right. have Skype? Can we Skype your? <laughs> he has an AWOL.com address. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, How yeah. do you carry your duct tape? Do you carry a big, you know, six inch in diameter roll in your pack? What do yes. you do? Two of those. Actually. I like wrapping mine around the hiking pole and I change oh, no. it out once a year because, you know, it gets gummy after a while. Yeah. And I put some of my day pack around a lighter as well. Now, I've noticed at my local Walmart that they sell the pink camo duct tape. Now, is that as good of quality as, say, the stuff I could buy at Lowe's or Home Depot? So I the duck brand, I actually like the duck brand. Do you see Oh, you do like the duck brand? I do. I think okay. it's a nice combination between stickiness and pliability. Okay. Like the Gorilla Tape is really sticky, but not very pliable. Uh, I don't know the Gorilla mm. Tape. Yes, it's not truly duct tape. So when I go out on a hike, I actually take duct tape Come on. and wrap it around my arm. D-Lo, everyone in this room <laughs> knows you haven't been hiking in like three years. I've, so been, I've been hiking in the past like weekends. I wrap it around my arm. <laughs> but going back to the pink duct tape, I have a roll of it in my car right now. Of pink? The reason why I have that is that I do a little, not a lot. I'm not really good at it. But I do a little bit of climbing, so I put pink duct tape in my climbing gear. So, because when you're climbing, everyone has very similar looking yeah, gear. That's true. Yeah. At a glance, I can tell 
If that's it's yours or not. Hey, dude, that's my carabiner with the pink duct and tape. And all this time I was there. trying to diminish pink duct tape, but Mags just has explained. And it works roll. well for if you ever get stuck in the way of a trailhead. You know, they say you want to mark your car so it doesn't get hit as easily. So pink duct tape sticks out quite a bit. Oh. Well to and, use. And I just, uh, I was just updating my, my little duct tape stash that I carry in my emergency bag. And I wrap my duct tape around a little piece of cardboard. Mm-hmm. And then in the side of the cardboard, I stick a sewing needle, and I also wrap yeah. my thread around it. Wow. Boom, bam. Yeah. So I would say duct tape is just one of those most useful things. Again, is it the perfect solution? Not necessarily, but is it an adequate solution to a lot of things? Absolutely. Yep. In fact, <laughs> I love it, man. Wait, Max? Well, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. when I did the PCT, my shoe blew out in the last 90-mile stretch. Yeah. After I left Stahican, I did a figure-eight banjo duct tape. I walked the last 85 miles and just kept duct taping my shoe every day. <laughs> I made it to the border. Rock out. <laughs> duct tape shoe. Duct tape shoe. Unbelievable. All right. I, I, and to quote the great sage anonymously, if he can't duck it, <laughs> okay. okay there it is everything you need to know about duct tape and more can anything else be said are, are we good to I go on our um, duct t- mythbusters had a great episode called duct tape island oh now where would i go mythbusters.org or uh net rumor has it there's some sites that may show things okay okay Hey, guys, just out of curiosity, what's our legal obligation to our show sponsor in terms of giving them uh, credits? Today's broadcast of The Trail Show was sponsored by the Continental Divide Trail Coalition, a 501c3 national nonprofit organization formed by passionate members of the trail community, working to be the leading voice in advocacy, stewardship, and protection for the Continental Divide Trail. CDTC invites you to visit their website at www.continentaldividetrail.org to learn more about how you may support, participate, and share their campaign and efforts. We hope you'll support the CDT because in the words of POD and my friend Gandhi, if not when, (laughs) if not now, when, and if not us, then who? (laughs) All right, we're going out with with some blues today as a tribute to our good friend William Wild Bill Clower. Rest in peace, Wild Bill. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. A big thanks to Area Zoner, the Whole Food Hiker, for guesting on today's right. show. You can check out all the stuff that you need to know, including the Hot Springs Trail, wholefoodhiker.com. Big thanks to John Miller for providing today's great Wisconsin beers. Yes. Thank you, Jonathan. Great Thank selection. Oh, that, that new glare is hot, We're looking sir. for that cheese curd beer, John. Let us know when it's in season. And, of course, thanks to our monthly PayPal donors and keep those iTunes reviews coming. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, twitter.com slash trailshow on Facebook, Instagram, and Cafe Press at The Trail Show on Stitcher Radio and, of course, on iTunes. Another Trail Show is come and gone. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. And be sure to check out our free bonus podcast. It's called Extra Sauce Number 1. There's some bonus audio in there that you won't want to miss. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Mags and D'Lo, I'm Disco. Ciao.
Are you the guy with the Texas flag? Yeah, you know, I'll carry like a gallon. Hey, sometimes you gotta have fondue on trail. Hey, don't forget to tip your waitress. <laughs> <laughs>